Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. In a moment, live. I open up and expose my vulnerability, and in a moment of anger, you use what I exposed against me. Oh, he's quiet. You belittle the one God called you to build up. Even if you have no spouse, this will help you. This will help you with your kids, it'll help you with your grandkids, it'll help you with your neighbors, and it may help you with what went wrong. Because we all have our weapons. Silence is as much a weapon as being loud is. Verbal abuse. I don't have to curse you to tell you you're fat and you're ugly and you always have been ugly and you're just a big hat wearing ugly. You think those words don't have power? It's funny when I say it in a joking sense, but when it comes from the mouth of somebody I have given my all to, you think those words don't have power? You think those words won't stay longer than you? Outlive you, outlast you? Those words will be there forever. Words have power. When you say certain things to children, they have power. You come, you just like your father. Those words have power. Those words grow up and manifest in behavior. And the crazy thing to me, having pastored for years, I've gotten to watch several generations grow up. I've seen people do it to their kids and then come in my office crying, talking about, I don't know what's wrong with this girl. Yes, you do. You're getting the fruit of your lips. She is manifesting what you said. Verbal abuse. We're Christians. We ought to know the power of words. The power of words. The power of speech. I'm wondering, is your mouth a deadly concealed weapon? You need a license for that thing. Y'all normally shut me down by now. Then there's emotional rage. And this, this is what I flipped into. This is a result of not finding a way to communicate what you're frustrated about. Emotional rage is where you lock down emotionally. I know you need it. I even have it. But because I have shut down what I'm angry about, I have also shut down what I would love to give you. Because the problem with the locked door is nothing gets out. So when you don't communicate, 
nothing comes out. Even positive things don't come out. So you have emotional rage. Emotional rage leads to emotional abandonment. This is what women don't understand about men. He can come home every night and he has left you three years ago. Just because our bodies come home doesn't mean that our emotions come home. Emotional abandonment is trauma, especially to somebody who breathes in the air of your affection. Asphyxiated by your silence. Asphyxiated because it's been years since you touched me or held me. Or laughed at me without warning anything back, just, just making me feel safe and secure. And maybe you didn't beat them. And maybe you didn't cuss them. You just denied them. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9 says something I want you to consider. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. Don't be quick to be angry. Don't let that be your default mechanism where you quickly become angry and hostile. Don't be quick in your spirit to think evil. Quick in your spirit to get revenge. Quick in your spirit to go vent on somebody. Quick, quick. You don't even have all the facts. You heard us thought you didn't even ask the other person. Shut up. You don't know yet. Don't be quick to be angry. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For, this is what you got to get for anger. Rest up in the bosom of fools. Anger. Rest up in the bosom of fools. God said if you are a person that can get angry and stay angry, God said you're a fool. Anger. Rest up. In the bosom of fools. First time I read that scripture, I closed the Bible, went to bed. I thought, okay, that's enough. Thank you, Jesus. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. How could you be angry longer than the incident lasted? You've been angry three years over something that took three minutes. Some of you have been living with somebody you've been angry with for the last 10 years. They haven't seen you. They haven't seen you. Your love, your compassion, your creativity, your thoughtfulness, they have not seen who they married. They may not even divorce who they married. You may look like the person you married. Haven't seen them for 10 years. Because anger has rested. In the bosom of fools. One of the hardest things to get out is a heart thing. A heart thing is hard to get out. It's hard to get out because it always has reasons. It always justifies itself. It carries a license. I have a reason to be like this. My father was like this. I have a reason to be like this. He cheated on me. I have a reason to be like that. She left me. I have a reason to be like this. She doesn't love me. I have a reason. It has 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 a license. When everything has a license, you can't confiscate the weapon because you've given it a license. 
still to come on The Potter's Touch. When was the last time that your heart escaped the clutches of your anger and you were free to lift your hands and open your mouth and glorify God? When was the last time that your soul escaped out of the snare of the power? When was the last time that you opened your mouth and lift your hands and begin to praise God till you lost sight of what you had on or who you came with or what was going to happen at work Monday or what people thought about you? When was the last time that you cried unto God? When? Women are into spiritual warfare. They're in a fight for it all between you and the devil. If you had been like you used to be, you would have gone crazy, but you got some kind of crazy peace. This is the peace of God. I'm in pain. They said, do you want me to call a doctor? I said, do you know Jesus? What you call his name? Exposure. Be their anger. The 
word curse speaks to the end of a thing. He didn't cuss their anger. He cursed their anger. Cursed be their anger. Cursed, when your curses speaks to an end of a thing. You will not end well because of your anger. See, cursed be their anger. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Cursed be their anger. Are you losing things because you are still angry? Some of you are angry at people who are dead. You're angry at people who have moved away. You're angry at people who are locked up in jail. And you, but the curse is on you. Which brings me to my next great point. Anger kills its landlord. Anger kills its landlord. Numbers 29 through 12. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, and he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hands, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the waters came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I swear I had given you. And Moses died in the wilderness because he was angry. Anger kills its landlord. Was Moses God's man? Absolutely. Was Moses anointed? Absolutely. Was Moses gifted? Absolutely. Was Moses chosen? Absolutely. But all of his life, Moses had an anger problem. All of his life. Maybe it's because of his unsettled childhood. Maybe it's because of something that happened in the palace. I don't know. I don't know all of his details. But I do know that Moses got into stuff that he didn't need to get into, and it always messed him up. He jumped in a fight between the Hebrews and the Egyptians and ended up murdering a man and had to flee the palace. And it delayed him 40 years from his assignment because he was a hothead. He was right about the conflict between them, but angry people, when anger controls, you can be right about the point, but wrong about the method. And anytime you're right wrong, it delays you. Right, wrong, right, wrong. I'm right, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but I'm right. And all of a sudden, I spent 40 years. How old are you? I spent 40 years delayed because anger kills its landlord. And there, after 40 years, it took him 40 years to calm down enough to hear God again. And then God shows up to the angry man in a burning bush. God said, you think you got fire? I got fire. Moses, Moses, pay off your shoes for the ground you stand on is holy ground. And all of a sudden, Moses reassumes his assignment and he does good to down to the end of the next 40 years and then that old devil comes back 
and knocks at the door and says, see, we all have a devil to fight, a particular devil to fight. And Moses is frustrated and Moses is tired. He's had moments of weakness, moments where he even argued with God. Moses would get up in God's face and say, they're not my people, they're your people. He'd had moments of anger, but he'd overcome them. But the big one came because he was tired of dealing with thirsty people. They kept needing more from him, and he felt limited. And he was tired. Be careful of when you're tired. Be careful of when you're tired. And he had been with God. He'd just come from being with God. And he comes right out there and runs into frustration and smites the rock twice. How could you just come out of the presence of God and go crazy? I know. How could you shout all over the church and fuss at people in the parking lot? Trust me, I'm slain in the spirit. After 120 years, he gets up to it. He sees it. But he never gets to go into it. took him 120 years to get to Mount Nemo. And he could only look at it. He could not go in. Because anger kills his landlord. How do I kill it? It begins with admitting that you have it in all of its forms that it hides in, in your silence, in your emotional emptiness. All of that is different forms of your anger in your depression and your lethargic attitude. All of those different forms of your anger. You gotta admit it, I'm angry. And once you admit it, you have got to be able to talk, manage, not mute. Talk, man, open your mouth. Speak. Take the risk of being vulnerable. You won't die from being vulnerable. You will die from being angry. Go get what the devil is trying to steal from you. Get it back if you have to cry, if you have to crawl, if you have to humble yourself, get it back. It is not about their reaction to you. It is about your freedom of awareness of who you are. Whatever they do back, it don't make any difference. You are you. You are free. Now, you can be angry and come to church. And you can be angry and sing the choir. And you can be angry and pass the church. And you can be angry and preach. You can be angry and sing. You can be angry and praise the Lord. The Bible said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. But you cannot be angry and worship. And it may be the reason that you don't enjoy worship is that worship.
voice that requires that you open up. And you've been closed so long on the inside that you really don't know when was the last time you got in the presence of God and worshiped God till tears were running down your face. When was the last time you got lost in the presence of God till the Holy Spirit was able to touch your soul, not your image, but God was able to touch your soul? When was the last time that you got in His presence and you lost all track of time because you were alone with God? When was the last time that you opened up your heart and deep calls on the deep as the noise of my water spouts, oh God, I bless. As the deer passes at the water brook, so pass I after thee, oh God. When was the last time that you just lifted your hands and you were a friend to expose your heart with all of its yings and all of its yangs and all of its issues, but you said, just as I am without one plea, but then thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come to thee. When was the last time that your heart escaped the clutches of your anger and you were free to lift your hands and open your mouth and glorify God? When was the last time that your soul escaped out of the snare of the power. When was the last time that you opened your mouth and lift your hands and begin to praise God till you lost sight of what you had on or who you came with or what was going to happen at work Monday or what people thought about you? When was the last time that you cried unto God? When? When was the last time? When? When was the last time? I know you come to church, but when was the last time the church came to you? I wish I had somebody that would worship God, an organist that would play the organ, somebody that would clap their hands, somebody that would lift their hands in the presence of God. I wish I had more time. That's a big subject. But I thank God that I was able to get some of it over to you in times like these. You've been locked up for years. Your love, your peace, your joy has been locked up. But I have a key for you today. Worship. Whenever you worship God, the bands are loose and the chains fall off. Why don't you walk in freedom and not in rage? May God bless you till we meet again. I don't know how much more I can take. This job? Pressure. Man, I I really thought this relationship was getting better. Pressure. I love my daughter. I do. But I I can't be mommy 24 hours a day. I just don't have any help. Pressure. Jesus says, he makes an invitation. He says, cast all your cares on me. Because I care about you. We understand that pressure is all around us, and we all need a way to deal with it. For your gift of any size, you will receive Pressure on CD from Bishop Jake's revolutionary series, Breaking Through. No wonder the devil is trying to get you to shut your mouth, because he knows if you cry, God will open up the windows of heaven. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Breaking Through, trading earthly perspective for kingdom reality on three DVDs. I will not be distracted. I will not get discouraged. I will let God use this pressure to propel me into my destiny. And when your gift is $120 or more, you will receive the Breaking Through three-message DVD set as well as the best of Bishop Jake's book collection in hardback that includes Destiny by T.D. Jakes, Faithing It 
by Cora Jakes Coleman and Dear Mary by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Get ready for a breakthrough today. Did I love all the miracles in the Bible? The one we see most often in the New Testament is Jesus opening blinded eyes. And when I looked at the times of my own life that I've been angry, sometimes I was angry and I didn't even know it. Sometimes I lost things that I was meant to keep because I didn't know how to manage my own emotions. And the Lord told me to tell you that he's giving sight to the blind. Tomorrow on Joni. It is maybe the most asked question. How can I hear God? Or how can I know it's God speaking to me? Join the conversation and learn how to tune in and hear from the Lord. Tomorrow on Joni. You are invited to join Pastor Salem on the Christian Worship Hour, a weekly program that has been proclaiming the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ for over 35 years. We believe the Bible is the only word of God and that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Tune into this station and we guarantee God will have a word just for you. Don't miss Christian Worship Hour with Harold Taylor. Saturdays at 4 p.m., 3 p.m. Central. Right here on Daystar. Gotta have joy in life, and we've gotta keep stepping up every day. And I think it is so important that our lives and our work have an important impact on the next generation. You've experienced it. Now tell a friend to watch Daystar. Today's generation makes Daystar their home for fake television. Daystar, experience it. The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, James and Betty talk with Sheila Walsh. I, I'm one face representing thousands and thousands. Right. We're a family. We're called Life Today, and we come in the name of Jesus. If we bring what we have, he will bless it, he will break it, and he will feed and heal his people. Find out how you can provide hope to children around the world. Next on Life Today. show you something, and I welcome you like today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are here. This is, this is, now, this is an extreme position. These are tiny little booties that will go on a baby, and what happens with these incredible adjustment uh, uh, agents of uh, bracing, it, it corrects club foot problems, which is prevalent all over the world. As a matter of fact, with our mission workers, we have now targeted 18 nations where children with club feet grow up, many of them totally unable to walk. You'll see them uh, in adult life as a beggar with their feet just totally twisted. 
we experienced that in our own family with our oldest daughter having her, I guess, pigeon-toed was where she was, and they had to turn her feet out, which is like this. But this is the simple way. Now, there are serious surgeries to repair some of it. But here's the, here's the miracle. There are medical doctors that are ready to go and do the surgeries at the lowest possible cost. You, you would not even be able to touch that potential here in the states or the advanced countries. But this is a sacrificial time for these doctors and giving their gift. And yet there's a certain cost. It's still expensive. But to give these braces, Betty, their two children, two sets of braces, $34. And uh, $68, you got four kids. So we have something to be very excited about. And also Sheila Walls, who's now part of Life Outreach and Life Today, has just come back from the mission field. And, and Sheila, I want you to just take off and tell our viewers what happened when you went over and saw these children and even adults. What went on inside of Sheila Walsh and your son, Christian, a freshman at uh, Texas A&M University? It was really remarkable. I mean, I actually several times said I wish James and Betty were here. You would have just, just those babies, Betty. You know, and there was one woman in particular who just broke my heart. We were at the hospital getting some of the children fitted for these little braces, and a mom walked in, and she was very distressed. She was, um, she was sobbing. <laughs> Her baby was five days old, and because she was poor, the minute she gave birth to the baby, they would just basically wrap the baby up and said, the baby's fine and sent her home. So she went to her mom's and unwrapped this little blanket, and her baby has a severely club food. And she said she just sobbed. And she wandered into the hospital that morning wondering if there was any hope. And to be there with our team, and by the way, I don't know if you know this, our team that go on the road that do this, they are amazing. They are godly men and women who pray before they film a single thing. But to be able to say to this woman, listen, there's help and there's hope and we can do it today. That little one went that day straight upstairs. I went with her to the fourth or fifth floor and watched to get the little plaster casts on it first. And, and then to be able, um, in the name of the Life Today family, to lay my hands on this mother and pray for her. Oh, boy. And the baby kept crying, and my son asked the, the doctor, do you know why is the baby crying because his feet hurt? And we found out, no, the baby's crying because the mom is so malnourished. She's not producing enough milk to feed the baby, so the baby was hungry. So my 19-year-old son literally emptied his wallet out and gave it to her and said, you know, let's go and buy milk, because that's the only way. She had half a bottle left, and that's all she had that day. And, and I just think... What a privilege, not just for us, but for our kids. I mean, college kids today, when it comes to the relationship with Christ, they're all in or they're all out. They want something bigger to live for. They want to know their life makes a difference. And my son tried to talk on camera, you know, and he said, not only does this poor mom, not only is her little baby sick, but she has a heartache of not being able to feed him. Mm -hmm. He said, if I miss Domino's pizza for two days, I can put braces on two children. Wow. You know what, uh, Christian's a freshman at a &M. How old is he now? He's almost 20. Almost 20. How old was he when he walked from out here, right up here, 
with money. How old was he? He was five years old. Five years old, and he wanted to bring the money to Life Outreach in our mission projects. He saw the thing you did with providing bowls for children, because if they don't have a bowl to put the food yep. in, they get nothing. And so he saved that for a whole year, and it was so heavy. And I kept saying, dude, we could take it to the bank and get notes. And he was like, no, Mom, this is what I've saved. I'm bringing every penny. Wow, well, he did do that. And so you actually saw him at college age now living that out. And uh, let, let's just let me show you. Well, let me show you what we're talking about. I want, I want you just to look and see what what love can correct. Look, look at this. It's, I think I think your heart will leap to say, I I say it many times. You can be someone's miracle. You can be their answer to prayer. I mean, miracles do happen, and you can be the agent that delivers a miracle that is an absolute sure thing. Watch. This is Dariel. Um, he's a six-year-old boy who didn't get help when he's a baby, but it's it's not too late for him. At the moment, life's a little difficult for Dariel. He can't play baseball with the other boys. He can't play soccer. When I asked him what he gets to do, um, it's kind of reduced to playing little games on somebody's phone. Perhaps that's because nobody laughs at him then, and nobody points out what's what's different about his feet. We have seen seen what the future looks like for a boy like Dariel. It will be very hard for him to get a job. Hard for him to to get married, to make a life. Because so many people think there must be something really wrong with you if there's something like this wrong with your feet. And it reminded me of the story. Remember the story of you know, Jesus is in someone's house and he's teaching. And four guys have a friend who needs Jesus' help, but he can't get there by himself. Remember what they did? They put him on a pallet and they literally went up on the roof and cut a hole in the roof and lowered their friend to the feet of Jesus. And that's what we want to do, not just for Dariel, but for thousands of children around the world. We want to pick them up and we want to lay them at the feet of Jesus. And the amazing thing is that not only are we going to bring healing to his legs, we want to bring the hope of Jesus Christ to his heart. We want this boy to know God loves you so much. He's not going to leave you like this. Would you help us? I know you couldn't understand this English, especially old Texan English, but your little face, your little countenance reminds me of our six grandsons when they were small. And by the way, when our grandkids were, were real young, they too were giving money to take care of little guys like you, Daryl. And you know, Sheila, when you, you look in, you commented earlier about how wonderful the hearts and commitment of the team members, our mission team members. And one of the things viewers will, will frequently ask, realistically and rightly so, does what they're doing at Life Outreach overseas, does it really work? Wow. Does it really work? Oh, my gosh. I have never – the thing that's amazing about the club feet thing is you get to see the before and the after. I mean, that's the amazing thing. I can't wait later down the road to be able to show Dariel – 
with his feet corrected, yeah. playing baseball yeah. for the Dominican Republic. I mean, it's just amazing to actually see the difference it makes. And what I love is I said to um, Dariel's mom, you know, you just see me one face. I, I'm one face representing thousands and thousands. Right. We're a family. We're called Life Today. And we come in the name of Jesus because God heard your prayer. And he said to us, hey, somebody's praying down there. You want to go give them a hand? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I feel like there's a lot of mothers watching. And you and I, we're mothers. We have a mother's heart. And what does a mother's heart worry when we see a child hurting? We want to fix it. We want to comfort. We want to hold them and we say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, we can say to these children, if we will reach in our hearts and reach out to them, it's going to be better than okay because you're going to be able to walk again or for the first time possibly that little boy i mean I, I, as i watched you taking steps with him i thought i bet you're saying i wish i could walk straight for him I you know, know. Take yeah. those steps for him. And he showed up for one baseball game because that's his dream. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, go home. They looked wow. at his feet. He couldn't drive. And in so many of these countries, it's superstitious. They think if there's something wrong with your feet, there's something wrong with your life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus yeah. brings life. You know, when you were talking about Rhonda, about a mother for children, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of Rhonda when she was just little and she broke an arm on one of her dolls. And you couldn't fix it. And you said, well, Daddy will be home. Daddy will fix it. You were talking about moms wanting to make it well. Well, I'm going to tell you, daddies, we're kind of the guys that like to fix it. A broken heart, a broken relationship, a need. And uh, I remember when Rhonda was telling me when she was about five that she was had wanted that Jesus come in her heart and she wanted to be saved. And you said, well, honey, you, you, you need to understand it more. But when Daddy gets home, well, Daddy will talk to you. And she said, yeah, when Daddy gets home, he'll say, you better get saved right now. Because she had heard me preaching in all the stadiums and coliseums when she did get saved as a child. So, you know, parents have this incredible desire to make things right. And the beautiful thing about our viewers is, Sheila, when they see a need that can be met, mm -hmm. and a very effective way to do it. I honestly think most people, I don't care if it's, it's give a home to a puppy that hadn't got a home, take care of something that's hurt. When they see a need and you don't hand it off to some other entity, but you put it on the hearts of people to literally reach out, that's when that impact is there. And what you saw with the medical doctors willing to give their time, when you saw the relief and mission workers, then you know we've really got the solution. And you see that countenance of that little boy just waiting to respond to love. I mean, it's love that never fails. And that's what I feel like our viewers express continually. And I also got to see when I was there a miracle for somebody who thought it was too late. You see, moms and dads might bring their little children in, but what happens if you meet a father who's at club feet and never got help? Now he brings his little one in one, because his son has club feet and he's hoping, praying for help for him. We were able, in the name of life today, to say, you know what, Jeffrey? God heard your prayers. And not only are we going to bring help for your son, maybe it's not too late for you. And that's a major surgery. It's a major and surgery. And a painful surgery, the mm -hmm. doctors told you, and you told him. And we said to him, we actually said to him almost what Christ said to the man at the pool of Bethesda. Because I talked to the doctor the night before. He was trying to have his dinner, poor man. And I'm like, no, let me just talk to you about Jeffrey. Is, is it too late? Is there anything we could do? And he said, we could do it. He said, if you want, I'll fly down in two weeks with another specialist. We can do it. It'll cost a lot and it'll hurt. So I said, okay, let me talk to Jeffrey. So I said to Jeffrey, Jeffrey, 
you, you went outside and you cried out to God. And you said, God, I'm okay with me being handicapped, but not my boy. Mm. I said, God heard your prayers. And we're here. But God comes with a bonus. God's maybe going to say, Jeffrey, it's not too late for you. Do you want to get well? He said, Will yes. I be made whole? Yes. Uh, there are a lot of people who want to be whole. Uh, how many times have I said to you, if you watch us, there are people all over the world praying for a miracle. You can be the answer to the prayer, you can be the miracle. This man was crying out. This man wanted so desperately to have a miracle for his son. You made it clear he could have one for himself. Now, when you found out it was very, very expensive, what happened to you and your college freshman son as you looked at the situation? And i got to believe this. I think a lot of times what we look, when it moves over and we're actually seeing the way God sees it, what happened to you? Well, he's like my little brother. I mean, Jeffrey, he's, I don't know, he's probably in his 30s, but he, he loves God. I talked to his neighbors, and I said, what's Jeffrey like? And they said, he works so hard. He's a good man. And I looked at Christian, and Christian said to me, Mom, we've got to do something. And Barry and Christian and I have had a tithe. We've been waiting for God to tell us what to do with it. It's more of an offering. And the Lord said, I want you three to be Jeffrey's family. Wow. Um, I want you to pay for the surgery. And Christian said, can we tell him, Mom? And then can we tell him, like, in six months we'll fly back down and we'll bring him his first pair of cool shoes he's ever had in his life. It's just... All right, I want you... Now, here's the thing. She actually came in when we were taping and brought the, the amount. And it's a lot. And she, like, I just am, am simply going to say that I've been asking God to multiply that. Because I think we've got a lot of adults that have kind of given up on themselves. And I'm glad you're thinking about kids, and I know you will too. And when you think we can do the simple braces for the little children to turn their feet right so they won't be clubfoot, and they only cost uh, two pair for two children is $34. $68, you've got, you know, you've got braces for four and 102 for six. There's a level we can help. But I want you to see this this man. I want you to see I want to see I want you to see Jeffrey. And you tell me if you could do it, would you help some other adults? Because the doctors are willing to give their time, take the necessary assistance, but we just have to cover the basic cost. And it is really microscopic compared to what it costs to do these things here in the States or in the advanced countries. I don't totally understand all that, do we? A lot to do with health care. Could be some adjustments done that people would just want to do even who are producing this. We don't want to limit the ability to find help, but, oh, my, it's so expensive. But would you cover what Sheila did? Look at what she saw. The sky is the limit. It's what we say when we dream of the future. But since his birth, Jeffrey's future was set to be defined by a foot abnormality, commonly known as clubfoot. I used to be self-conscious about playing ball. I always liked that sport, but I could never play it. I was very self-conscious. Two times I tried to get work when I was young, and they didn't give it to me because of that, because I had problems and such. A 
Against the odds, Jeffrey has risen above his circumstance to secure a job and start a family. But when his son was born, Jeffrey was in for a shock that was all too familiar. Although it's not genetic, clubfoot is common enough that Jeffrey's son was also born with the condition. I was asking God, why my son? First me, and now my son? Just help me, Lord. I knew a woman that had two kids with the same problem, with the feet. When I see those kids, they touch my heart. Today, there is cause for hope, and Jeffrey's son is being treated. But with thousands of children still suffering from clubfoot, there is much more work to be done. For some of them, like the one you saw there with Jeffrey getting the treatment with these little infant uh, little booties and the little brace, the steel brace that can be adjusted in the angle. This is when they're really reaching the point of being totally corrected, when they've gone to the opposite extreme from being towed in. It's a process, and when they're tiny little infants, their their bones are flexible and they can be adjusted. And it's you know it's what we actually had to do with our oldest daughter. Is she got a little bigger shoes and a heavier brace, and it wasn't fun to sleep in. She just had to sleep in it at night, but it was correcting things for her. And so we can identify, and we have friends here that face that problem. When you look at this, this man with the situation he had and then his heartache, that can be easily corrected for his son. But you also saw, and I, I, I'm going to ask him to put them back up, but look, look at that little boy with those legs so terribly twisted. And then look at those club feet that are so advanced in that stage because the child's older. That's going to take surgery. You can't you can't get a, a simple brace that you get two sets of these braces for thirty four dollars, and you can have uh, uh, you know the uh, four children corrected for sixty eight dollars. I mean, it's amazing that just a small amount corrects the situation that could have been corrected for Jeffrey. But then you saw those other children. Where's the extreme, Betty? And that that's going to take surgery. So what we're, we're really asking God to let us do is to provide 10,000 children with these braces and 400 surgeries in 18 countries. And the way we find these situations and access to help these precious ones is because of missionaries there with the love of God in their heart, they find them. And they don't just walk away and not care. They, they take very seriously answered prayer. And they know that together we can be the answer to the prayers. So, Sheila, what you saw, if our viewers would step up, like you and Christian, where I could really wish that there would be hundreds of people that would do what you did, say, we will pay for a surgery. We will even pay for one of those very expensive ones to let a father see his miracle, not only of his children, but his own life. I pray God multiplies that, and I feel like that's what you're praying. I think that's Absolutely. what you're longing for. Because the truth is, if they don't get the surgery, we saw what happens. They end up literally as beggars in the street. We were driving onto the hospital, and we saw these two men in wheelchairs, and we all said, stop the van. And we got out and through a translator, asked them about their life, and they said, this is our only hope. You know, all we can do is beg, because people think we're cursed by God. Hmm. And to be able to say to them, no, 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 you're not cursed by God. You are loved by God. To pray over these men in the street. And even with Jeffrey, when we told him we could do the surgery, he said, oh, it's too much. I said, okay, Jeffrey, let me ask you a question. If I had club feet and you had enough money to pay for my surgery, would you pay for me 
And he said, yes, I would pay for you. I'm like, okay, we're the body of Christ. We, we belong together. We can do this. And it makes such a difference. I told everybody there, I'm coming home, and I'm going to tell my family about you. And Jeffrey said, tell them I pray for them too. Wow. What do you want our viewers to do? You went over there and poured your heart out in love. You see what we do all over the world. And you know everything we do, you know, we can we can sit here and pray. We could even weep along with the parents. But if we did in some way put feet to our prayers, action to our compassion, nothing would happen. What do you want our viewers to do as they look in right now and we're gonna show them what certain amounts will do if they'll give what do you what's the long of your heart? What do you want your the viewers to I do? I want every single one of you to do the best you can. Some of you can just pay for a couple of pairs of these. Just skip a movie for a weekend. There's nothing good on anyway apart from a couple of really good movies. But skip a movie. You know, skip a couple of takeout pizzas and do that. But some of you are in a position like Christian and I were where we could do more. All God asks us to remember the feeding of 5,000? They look at this vast crowd and say, oh, gosh, we can never feed all these people. What did Jesus ask them? He said, what do you have? That's all he ever asks. He said, what do you have? If we bring what we have, he will bless it, he will break it, and he will feed and heal his people. And if we all do it, we will change the world in Jesus' name. And I just so pray. I pray you hear what Sheila said. I'm looking here at, at the cost of these, uh, of these surgeries. Now, now, I want you just to, to listen, and we'll show it to you again. But you can go to lifetoday.org take a bank card and say, I'm going to do that, and use that bank card the way you always should, like it's a check. Or you can dial the number in a moment. Some people are calling every day for prayer, even with this serious appeal to help correct little feet and serious surgeries. More people are calling now for prayer than call to help, and we want them to call for prayer. But, but look at this, $34, two sets of braces, two children, 68, four children. $102 six children. $400 is the cost for a serious surgery on a child. 800 two children, 1203 The serious surgery that, that Sheila and her son and her family were led of God to give was 5000 Very serious. I'm believing that their son would say, find me another serious situation. I'm in. But there are many of you who would say, I can do the 400 or the 1200 for three, and I can certainly do the gifts for the braces. Would you right now, very prayerfully, become someone's miracle? What if it was your child? What if it was your grandchild? Wouldn't you want it? And isn't it wonderful what Sheila asked that man? What if it was me that way, Sheila said? Would you want it for me? What can you do? I pray right now you extend the loving hands of God to correct some very serious challenges and to God be the glory. Children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. 
This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces. $68 will provide for four children. And $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800, or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the Journal Edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our 2016 commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
refreshing. It's playing now on the time of your great blessing. Thank you, Darian Dennis. Come on. Nothing but victory. That's the promise of our King. To do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above what you ask or think.
is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. And you cannot afford to lose your way. You come too far from where you started. So please don't let the time you so be wasted on things that you Everything you've ever dreamed, everything you prayed for, 
everything he promised you. Good morning. Father, I praise your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Thank you, Harander Kose, Yeruko, Sunday, Shehadaruko, who rounded Kosaka. Oh, Father God, I praise your name. I glorify you, Lord. Yander Kose, Shehadaruko, Bosi, Hadaruko, Bo, Rander Kosaka. Oh, Father, I got a Rokosi, Dicky. Oh, Rander Kose, Shirikose, 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 Sandani, Riko, Brander Kosaka. Thank you, Daddy God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 Father. Yes, We praise your name. We glorify you, Lord. Mm. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father, for the anointing, for the covering. For the peace, for the strength, for the grace, for the mercy, for the love, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Lord, I praise your name, Daddy God. Mm. I praise your name, Daddy God. Shatter the Kombosiki here. Father God, Yasir the Korombo, yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, Shandir the Komboko for the word of God. 
for the covering, for the strength, for the anointing, God. I speak life, I speak health, I speak healing, I speak restoration. Who follow God, direction, guidance, strength, anointing, courage, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Thank you. Oh, Father God, yes, it will come boho, randy, go say, she, she, it will come there, go say, they shattered, it come back The grace of God, the mercy, the favor of God. Mm, yes, 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 Father, continue to work in our lives. Continue to give, to continue to strengthen us, Lord. Continue to keep us, Lord. Gird us, equip us, encourage us. Mm, work in us and through us, Lord. Let us continue to yield to you, Daddy God. Let us continue to yield to you, Father. Let us continue to yield to you, Father. We're just vessels, Lord. Vessels that you continually are pouring down your anointing, your strength, your life, your love, your grace, your mercy, God. Oh, yes. Yes, your favor. We have favor. We have favor. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Mm, grace, mercy, favor, mm, power, love. Mm. We have you, God. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. We have you, Lord. If God be for us, who can be against us, Lord? Let us walk in that understanding, Father, as you are transforming things. Oh, come on now, in our lives. We are speaking to the fig trees, and they are drying up. We are speaking to those mountains, Lord, and they are crumbling, Lord, because we are seeking, standing, and trusting you, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. We are not backing down, Father God. We are not backing down, Lord, whatever it might be in our life that's that's causing us pain, that's an obstacle, that's an interference, Lord. We are not backing down. We are standing and standing therefore, Lord. Father God, we are rooted firmly in your word. We are rooted firmly in you, Christ Jesus. Continue to move in us in a great and mighty way, Lord. Continue to bless us abundantly, Father. Oh, Lord, we just give you the glory because it's only in you and through you that this is being done, Father. We can't do anything but say hallelujah, Daddy God. We can't do anything but say praise our Daddy God. We can't do anything but say thank you, Daddy God. Father God, yes, 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 continue to cover us. Continue to cover us, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Father God, continue to cover us. Yes, Lord, thank you for the presence of God. Oh, Father God, thank you for the presence of God that comes forth down. That presence of God that comes forth down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Continue to move in a great and mighty way. As you're strengthening us and encouraging us, we will not be dismayed. You told Joshua, be strong. Be strong. Encourage yourself. Be strong. Be not dismayed. 
Father God, help us to stand in you for our strength. Help us to stand in you for our courage. Help us to stand in you, Father, so we will not be dismayed, Father. So when something comes up against us, Lord, we understand that it has to come to and through you first, Lord. It has to come through you. You didn't throw us to the wolves, Father. You are all the while of working us for your good pleasure. Mm, mm, mm. So help us to walk in that understanding, God. Ooh, as you bless us abundantly, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. R. Kelly says, I surrender. Help us to walk in that, Lord. Surrendering. <laughs> Honestly, Lord, sometimes we get beaten to subjection. Oops, I'm just talking about me. Good 
Guess I'll go up here and do this list so we can get this list to go on. Do my vitamins so I can wake up. Okay, we pray for Trey Mathis and Ariel Singford. Hi, you gotta go bullshit, it'll go say, 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 it'll go Morgan Farley, who should go say, 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 should go Should go say, 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 should go say
Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha. Hush it go say she 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 go say Push go say she go say she go say she go say she go say go say Push go say she go say she go say she go say she go suck up like a suck it up. Courtney Collin Brandon Nick Brandon Holly Samantha Yeah that go say she go say she go say she go say like a dog Push go say she go say she go say she go say she go say like a dog Push go suck up suck it up Reggie's friend Didi, hush she go say 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 she go Push go say she 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 she go say she Faith Justice and Love Muhammad. Hand it again to the gun 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 Jasmine and friend, hundred the gun to 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 the gun and Brandon Shearing, under the gun to 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 the gun the Tolan family. Hundred the gun to 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 the Okay, who should go say she 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 go say Rochelle, who should go say she 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 go Richard Thomas, who should go say she 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 go Young man on 107th Street. Hundred the gun to 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 Kevin Holden family. Who should go say she go say she go say she go say the gun to the gun. Conwell Johnson. Hundred the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun. Chevalier Nonquist. Who should go say she go say the gun to the gun. Lamanda. Who should go say she go say she go say she go say the gun to the gun. Who should go say she go say she go say she go say the gun to the gun.
Susie Webb, her sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar Claire Harper, hundred of guns, 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 hundred of David Rivera, Hunter, 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 Ridge, her sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar sugar sakura. Jakira, honey, the gun, the gun, the gun, sister, sakura. Ricardo family, her sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar sugar sakura. Kim Gavan, her sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar sugar sakura. Matinez, honey, the gun, the gun, the sa sakura. Ashley Nixon, I'm both sugar fish, the 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 gadoka sakura. Alan Reben, Gabby, honey, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the sa sakura. T.T. Tamika Thompson and Jeffrey. Under the gun, under the gun, under the Ashley Whitney. Under the gun, she goes fishy, she goes sucker, sucker. Natasha Hushy, the gun, she goes fishy, she goes Wayne. Under the gun, under the gun, under the sucker. And Trina Hushy, the gun, she goes fishy, she goes sucker, sucker. And everybody else on the list. Under the gun, 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 under the Okay. And last but not least. Rosen Hospital Community. How need to go to the gander going 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 to the gander go fish, go fish, go fish, set a gun sucker. Wagon, hey she go fish, go fish, go fish, go fish, go fish, go set a gun sucker. Regina Foster, hush it, go fish, go fish, go fish, go set a gun sucker. Donald Luster, hush it, go fish, go fish, go fish, go set a gun sucker. Rose Johnson, hand it, gun it, gun it, gun it, gun it, sucker. Daniel Watson and the Watson family. Pamela Scott and Hushy, the Sushi, 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 the
Attorney Elijah, under the gun, under the gun, under the gun, says she'll cut up. Hodges Jr., she'll go see, she'll go see, she'll set a guy, suck it up. Crystal, she'll go see, she'll go see, she'll set a guy, suck it up. Maria Mathis, under the gun, under the gun, under the gun, under the gun, suck it up. Tony Eichner, hundred to go see, she'll 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 go see, Dante, hundred to go see, she'll go see the guy, suck it up. New Legacy Academy, hundred to go into the gun, 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 suck it up. And RC, who should go see, she'll 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 go and myself, who should go see, she go see, she go see, she go see, she go see, Anybody else on the list? She did the gun, 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 Alright, that's my three lists. Anybody want to do any of all this? Speak now, forever, hold your peace. Sick and shut in, abuse addiction. Uh, people getting on my nerves. Oops, did I say that? What else we got? Congregations and churches, prisoners, missionaries. Oh, Lord, Jesus Christ and Nazareth. You know, I knew that I was saying that. I just said that this morning. Say yeah, what? Good morning. Good morning, Good Jesus morning. Christ and Nazareth. I said, <sighs> I was like, where did I get that from? Because, you know, I used to say Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I said, when did I start saying that? <laughs> then I just thought about it. Wow. So you borrowing my statement. You know I got to get paid. Mm-hmm. Check is in the mail. It's, it's tied up right along with my freaking. Oh, Lord. <laughs> my cow buddy. I'll be it's broke. It's all tied up together. Yeah, waiting on that. Yes, sir. That's tied up it. like your bank account, huh? Uh-huh. God, yes. I told mm. him. I was like. I want you all to think of how many ramen noodles you can eat in a week. How many mm. packs? You know, they're 20 cents back. We're going to count them. We're going to do. How many packs of ramen noodles? Uh, big mm. jug of water. I'll be like prison. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Are uh, you want to do these list, woman? Um, yeah, I should be okay with the kids. The kids are inside, um, eating. I'm but watching y'all. On your, on your thing. On your thing. I can do one right quick. I'm gonna sit right out here on this porch and do one. Right Whatever here. you wanna do. Cause I got a shortage of kids this morning. Everybody sleepy. Got a shortage. I don't know what's going. What's going on this morning? They say, Mama, she abusing us. We don't want to go. <laughs> I don't know what the... It's weird, too. I'm like, where are this... Well, my family say, good morning, Miss Judy. I'm good. How are you, ma'am? You better say it again. I know that's right. That's the truth. 
You too, Miss Judy. Amen. Oh, yes, ma'am. To God be the glory, Miss Judy. You have a good day, okay, now? All right. Hey, Tawani. I'm glad to see you today, sweetheart. I'm so glad you can make it. You go on in. They're having breakfast. They just sit down at the table right there. I'll be in in one second, okay, love? Okay. Okay. All right. See, they coming right. in. Been... Huh? They coming in slow, but show. Yeah, I got some. I mean, I would probably say I'm at a 40% shortage today. We actually have a guest speaker when the NIU coaches is coming in today to mm-hmm. speak to excuse me, to speak to the kids, and we kind of have a sort of a shortage of kids today. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, I send them upstairs to the classroom. It'll just make it more intimate. How about that? There we go. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. Sure. Oh, how to see this. I'm up on my feet, cat. <laughs> Wow, so many things on my mind this morning. So many things. Wow. Anyway, what was I doing? Well, you're supposed oh, to be this, but if you feel that, something else go. No, it's, it's um, I think it's just a, I had a two-hour-long conversation with my cousin last night about some things. A two-hour-long uh, conversation with your servant? My cousin. cousin. My cousin, yes. And, um... Yeah, yeah. It's just anyways, anyways. I mean, it has to do with like church and all that stuff. But anyway, I think this. And then I woke up to a particular sermon this morning. So I, that's what it is. It's just a lot of you know thoughts going on at the same time. That's all. Okay. You say, but at any rate, what? I, who am I praying for still? Hello. To do, babe. So have you feel led to do it? Oh, you haven't started yet. Okay, I didn't know because I felt like I heard you doing the list, but I wasn't sure what still needed to be done. I just did mine, so we got all of them. Oh, okay. All right, Heavenly Father, thank you this morning. Thank you. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks for another day. We come in the spirit of gratitude. We come very humbly, humbly appreciating everything that you've done for us. We come humbly appreciating just planting the seed in our hearts, minds, and spirits who want to come together once again this morning to pray and to share and to learn from one another, to laugh together, to cry together when when it becomes necessary. Whatever it is, we just thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. Father, we just we just want to be still today. 
it's time for us to just be still. Sit down. Take several seats and be still for a minute. And listen. Hold down and listen. Slow it down and listen. And be sensitive. Slow it down and just be as sensitive and listen for your voice. We just so many times we just we we move and we just move and we just we gotta do this and we gotta do that and we gotta get this done and we gotta do that, but if we're not careful, we'll miss it. If we're not careful, we'll miss it. And we'll miss the whole reason why you have us here in the first place. So we just like to ask you to continue to whisper in our ears, slow it down. Listen to you. Take a moment to take in your your creation. Look at the birds, the trees, the flowers, the water. Look up at the the clouds in the sky. Breathe. Sometimes we just have to take just take a moment to just breathe. Because if if we move too quickly. And if we move without direction, and if we continue to move hastily, the damage that can be done as a result will take time and attention and focus away from what would have happened had we just thought you in the first place. Because now you have to go back and fix something that didn't necessarily have to be broken in the first place. Okay, so Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning lifting up the sick and shut-in. We just ask you to be a companion to them. We ask you to just remind them, whisper in their ear, remind them that you are still there, that they're not alone. Comfort them in their hearts. Soothe their loneliness. Soothe any pain that might be in, any ailments that they might be feeling. Place it in the hearts of people who are family members, neighbors, friends, even if if they are in some sort of a facility, extended living facility, and there are staff members there. Lay it upon their heart to be kind, to see how they're doing, to check in with them to be kind to them in the sense of not being abusive. We have so many people in these facilities who who are being abused and mistreated 
So we just ask that those individuals not be mistreated and abused. Protect them, Father. Put a song in their heart. Put a, a, a smile, laughter on their lips. A positive message in their ears, a positive word. We also come to you for those who are in prison, those who are incarcerated, those who are in a position where their freedom has been taken away or compromised. And so we just ask that you move through them right now. And again, just like the sick and the shut-in, it's still the same. Those who are physically incarcerated, it's still the same thing. They are in a position where they can't get around, they can't um, have the freedom or they don't have the freedom with whom they talk to and associate. So we just ask that you keep their minds right while they are incarcerated, that you just introduce them to you if they don't already know you. And if they do, reintroduce yourself to them. Protect them because it's so dangerous. Just protect them. Protect their minds, hearts, their bodies, their souls, their spirits, so that they shall not become hardened and bitter, so that they will be open to receive anyone or anything that may introduce you to them. And we ask also for the safety of the people who work there, the correctional officers as well, we ask you to lay it upon their hearts to not be mean, to not mistreat the prisoners. Um, but we want them to be covered and to be safe as well because it's just a, an atmosphere of such violence and aggression. And so we just ask that you just enter in and that you are in the atmosphere, that you are in the midst, and that you just keep a nice, calm, peaceful atmosphere so that everyone is safe. And those who are imprisoned in mind and spirit, we just ask the same, that you come in and that you just clean house or whatever it is that happened in prison. We just ask that you just take the shackles off. Take the shackles off. Remove the barriers so that they are open to receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I have to go back in now because now i got parents here. Okay, though. Okay, but I'm still on mute. To the prisoners, missionaries, sick and shut in. What else we got left? Abuse and addiction. Congregations and churches. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Father God, what do we have? Abuse and addiction. Congregations and churches. Pressure to ministries and their families. What else we got?
<clears throat> Pressure diminishing in families, congregations, and churches, abuse and addictions, can shut in, deceased in hospice. That might be an unsafe congregation, churches, deceased in hospice, abuse and addiction, pressure diminishing in their families, prisoners and missionaries. Okay, that's guess that's everybody. Okay, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Discernment, hush, to go see, she go see, she go see, she go Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. And the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, Peace, peace is surpasses all understanding. And the go, they go, draka, sakara. Favor, grace, and mercy. And the go see, she go see, sakara. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Favor, kosala, karodesa, sakara. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, what's next? Today's Thursday. Okay. All right, Sam. Come on, you can do this, too. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I'm almost there. Yeah, I'm almost there. Just hold on for a little Uh... Financial breakthroughs, turnarounds, grace, peace, mercy, favor, longevity. Y'all need to go say she did a cosa, sakara, long suffering, daka. Renewing our strength. Right, she did a go say she did a go saraka, sakara. Renewing our mind. Y'all need to go and did a gun, did a gun, did a gun, did a gun, sakara. Renewing our youth. Who she did a go say 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 go hoko, sakara. Health, healing, and restoration. Supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on the synergistic and increasing basis. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. I think that's all the list is. Okay, I can't think of that. I guess I'll go send out a text. We can do the reading in a few minutes. Somebody in the back. Good morning again. I'm sorry. This don't sound so trifling. But I had to step out and go get me a Mountain Dew. I couldn't function. 
no, what, what happened to the parents coming in? All of a sudden, the parents. Because um, my pa- well, one of my parents is um, my one of my assistants, mm-hmm. so she can sit there with them. Um, she can, mm-hmm. you know, she's authorized to sit there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm going around the corner. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. right quick. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what else? Amen. Mm-hmm. The sad part is I don't even know what, I don't know how to get it. I don't know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Well, familiar with that route. Okay. Familiar. <laughs> I just caught what you said. Hey. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go get my phone and send out a text to everybody? I'm going to be doing a reading in about 10 minutes. Who? Me? Mm. Me? Who going to get your phone? Get the seatbelt on, please. I don't have to listen to that annoying noise. Oh, my God. I got to listen to your annoying noise all the time. Oh, but see, you make a choice because you call in to do it. I don't call in to listen to that. Dang, 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 dang. Nah. Now what? Okay. Nah. Now what? Now what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus is not free. Keep you to the cross. What Keep you to the cross. Right there. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not. He's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't even know why I'm at. Because I'm not familiar with this area. I just got the car started driving out these holes. I have a famous idea. I know I got all black looking like a freaking vampire. Well. Right here at 7th Street. Okay. Well, you one of them day walkers. I don't even know if I am walking. There you go, see? She found her. Like two oh, cans, Sam. You sniffed her out. Follow your nose. It's so funny because of this, this bank thing. I got about a good $25 I'm holding on to, boy. About $25, $30. About to, and I'm so mad because you know how you tell yourself, like, you know that you should have done. Like, I started to go grocery shopping for the month. I was like, I'm going grocery shopping for the month. I'm going to, but then something happened. I got sidetracked and ended up not doing it, you know. And because mm-hmm. I didn't do it now, I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. procrastination. Who, you procrastinate? Never was. Can't even imagine. I know, because I still haven't gotten around to cutting you yet. <laughs> oh, that's just because you're too far away there. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. So you do understand that that means that there's several, several cuttings that you have coming. Uh, you know, like 30, 30 years of cutting. Just stand in line like everybody else. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm going to cut. Hey, look, that's between y'all. Everybody jockeying for a position. Who's going to cut them first? I oh, really Lord. don't. <laughs> oh, cut Lord. That's pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, you know. It don't matter to me no more. 
A cut is a cut. It's a cut. Okay. Mm. A cut is a cut is a cut. Okay. Where is it? I'm in the gas station. Where is it? Um. Come on, don't do me now. Okay, I'm gonna get one of these fresh iced teas. Um, oh, I see a lemonade. That's I'm a child. And I'm walking down. Oh, there's some some bull going on. Ah, yes, Jesus. Here we go. He's happy. Uh, oh, yes. I feel you. Oh, you know what's even better? I'm getting the can of them, so it's not as much. I'm not even the, oh, they got great crush for $1.19. Oh, there she go. What? Shut your mouth up. I got great crush for a The king will come. The sun will stay covered. Wait a minute. Somebody took all the breakfast pieces. Oh, isn't it? Some of my... You see this? They don't want me to have no breakfast pieces. And this bad boy. You see how disrespectful they are? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with him. Somebody ate all the breakfast pieces. That's just ignorant. Oh, help you, Jesus. Father, help your children. You ain't lying. Go on, keep going. You may as well keep it, keep it cracking. Come on. Don't let them fall. Come on, man. Where's the road? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're a bossy, you're a kind of a girl, and you're a girl, Father God, I'm slowly waking up. I'm telling you, we, even the kids, like, in the program were asleep this morning. We all just went, hi. We all just sat there this morning and looked at each other. Yeah. No, thank you, sweetheart. How are you? Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Here you go. Thank you so much. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. I got a bag of chips. I'm going to get a... Can you add on a bag of... Where are they? Oh, they're over here. Okay, I'm sorry, dear. What did I just see that? 
Ma'am, where do I see the, um, where are they over here? Oh, here they are. I see them. I see them. Thank you. I got a big bag of, of barbecue J's. <laughs> got some potato chips and a Mountain Dew. She's good to go. Man, I'm two fifteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, because it's just. Mm. Did you get the picture that I sent you? That's what I meant. I knew I was meaning to ask you. I sent you a picture. You just say yes or no. Did you receive it? Uh, yes, I did. I didn't mean to respond to it. I just didn't get around to it. Okay. That's my comment I wanted to say. That's why oh, you said there was a comment. Oh, my God. I'm not going to you down. Let me get out of this door so I get put out. Mm-hmm. I'm so serious. She's going to put me out of her store. And how long are you spending money? Well, I'm knocking, I'm knocking over the display. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking over the display. I just found another 20 balls in my wallet. Use what? I just found another another twenty balls up in my wallet. So that's like another another maybe twenty packs of ramen noodles and a bag of peas. So? <laughs> oh, help the Lord. Help for Jesus, you know. She just wants to do the right thing. <laughs> oh, look, the gas light just came on. Yay! All right. Now. Half, half of the 20 I just found in the gas tank. There you go. You working the time. And then, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, it's all right. Hmm. It's a okay. And then I'm getting ready to do this reading, and I'm trying to get my back. Well, when you get a chance, if you remember, respond to that picture. I want to hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. When you get around to it, it ain't that. I'm still rolling. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get me a breakfast burrito. You got, you got, you know what, your... Uh. No, this other stuff isn't, isn't all for me. What? The chips and stuff are for snacks. It's for the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. It's, for the, it's for the kids. It's not for me. Kids, too. Sometimes. The Mountain Dew for the kids, too? Oh. No, the can of Mountain Dew is um, oh, come on. not for the children. Oh, okay. And the breakfast sandwich is for who? The breakfast burrito is for me because they have breakfast. They get breakfast. I don't. So you're going to have a eat. burrito, a Mountain Dew, and some potato chips. The potato chips are not for me, sir. Oh, so you're not, not for me. you're not going to eat any of the potato chips. You're going to give them all to the kids. I might take two of them. 
Because I have to make sure that it's safe for the babies to eat. I got you. You're just going to do a taste test. For real. I don't eat chips like that. I don't like fries like that either. Mm-hmm. I don't let that sound skin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hi, can I help you? Good morning, ma'am. Can I have your whole breakfast? I like. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I would like, please, to have a sausage burrito. I hate sausage. Okay. And a an, an hash brown, please and thank you. Are you going to hash brown today? Yes, ma'am. All right, that's something I should keep with you, then. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, ma'am? Yes? And an iced coffee, light ice with vanilla. Are they still a dollar? So medium? Yes. Okay, so you want a medium iced coffee, vanilla, light ice? Yes. All right. That's for the kids, too, right? The hash brown and the iced coffee for Ripper. The, the, the iced coffee is for the kids, too? No, the iced coffee and hash brown is for Ripper. I don't drink coffee. Oh. Are your daughter's at the school? Are you putting her to work? She works. Oh, yeah. She's been teaching all the classes. Oh, okay. She's about to graduate next year. She, you know, ultimately, she wants to be a high school English teacher. And she works for me. Every time she comes home, she, she works for me. She gets paid. Yep. Oh, oh, that's special. That's how it's supposed to be. Every other culture does not hire their kids. Hell. Mm-hmm. So we passed. The mama cannot have no. Nope. Even with Demaris, I opened Demaris a checking account. Mm-hmm. 14, he has a checking account. Mom, do you Hi, sweetie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can I have? I said no, but what you can do is we need to get, you can bring that vacuum cleaner to the program and get all the cobwebs and stuff up. And he and my, um, yeah, thank you, love. Have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. One of the, um, the other parents, um, one of the other parents' children. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Her son and my son and another guy there's the you know, the older kids in the program and I pay them every week to clean, you know, get all the trash together, take it out to the dumpster and clean and put the tables up and stuff. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Hell I need a job. You gonna come there, you gonna pay me? <laughs> Attention, that don't work too well. I got enough of that here. <laughs> you know it took me a second to catch what you just said. Nah, I think, I don't know. I might be able to figure out a way to put you on payroll. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't need no more IOUs. I got enough of them. No, honey. I pay in cash at the time of service. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. Oh, Lord, you know what? You know and I do realize that sound is jacked up in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, my body is doing whatever it's doing, but it's getting to the mode where it can flow, so. You sound like R. Kelly. My body's telling me no. My mind's telling me yes. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, 
you know what? I just thought about it. Somebody's listening on this call. They're like, what in the world? Too much. What's going on around right here? I don't like no prayer calls, man. This country, I gotta turn right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, the farmers market today. Farmers, they need to fight to the farmers market. Yes. We're gonna get Morgan the chicken to the um the women's conference. When is that? July thirtieth. I told you about it. It's yeah, I know you. Stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the last Saturday in July, July thirty. Oh, okay. We have plenty of time to scrape up thirty dollars, save five dollars a week. Uh, okay. Don't do it. Don't you do it? Cause you're about to say something crazy. I don't know what it is. You're about to say something crazy. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Oh Lord. Okay. What I do with this FYI, just be prepared. Mm hmm. Okay. I'm going back down here to get this book to start this read. Even though I ain't woke. But that's what I'm about to do. Because I might not wake up till about three hours from now, so that don't matter. Ugh. I just want to get somewhere and go. Freaking sleep. Mm-hmm. And the weather is right for I just want to, but the garage sales that we are having to benefit the school no, okay. is today, tomorrow, and Friday. I mean, today, tomorrow, and Saturday. My brother and my niece come in. There won't be any rest for the weary. Ever. Life. I got something for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Get a Bluetooth, listen to it on your phone, some headphones while you're working. Mm-hmm. Whistle while you work. Or listen while you work. All right, you want to open up in prayer, dear, so we can get into this reading? Yeah, I'll do it because I'm a, I just pulled back up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to have to go back in and go on mute. Anyway, Chris is working with them right now. Anyway, so that's good. All right. All right. Oh, no. Don't back into the pole. That's not cute. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Once again, we come before you with a great good morning, a great thank you. At this time, we are coming back before your throne of grace as the reading is about to go forth. We just ask this morning that the discussion is rich, as it always is, that you move through the minds and the hearts of the people who are going to receive the reading and that it touches them the way that you will have for them to be touched individually, oh God, because this this journey that we're on 
it's an individual journey. And so we just ask that it touch the way that it's supposed to touch each and every one of us, that it hits our hearts and our spirits so that a change, so that a change, so that a change will come as a result of the word, the reading that is going forth today. So, God, we ask you to touch the lips of the reader this morning so that no matter what is on the pages of the book, that the utterances that come forth from the mouth of the reader will be that which you have called forth to be said. And then we just ask that you just put your spirit all in the atmosphere so that your presence permeates this place, this atmosphere, this life, and that a mighty, powerful force will go through it today and that lives will be changed and that it hits our hearts and our souls enough to change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm talking. Yes, sir. Yes, change, God. Change, change, change. Okay. The practical cross which God dispenses runs counter to our desires. The cross aims at crucifying them. Nothing in our total makeup suffers more wounding under the lash of the cross than does our emotion. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, it's about to be something today, Jack. (laughs) That's just the second sentence. Okay. Okay, maybe the third. Nothing in our total makeup suffers more wounding under the lash of the cross than does our emotion. It cuts deeply into everything pertaining to ourselves. How then can our emotion be happy when our desire is dying? Hmm. The redemption of God requires a thorough setting aside of the old creation. God's will and our soul's delights are incompatible. For anyone to pursue the Lord, he must oppose his own desire. Since this is God's purpose, he therefore arranges to have his children experience many fiery trials so that all of these offscurrings of desire may be consumed in the fire of suffering. A Christian may aspire to high position, but the Lord brings him low. (laughs) He may cherish many hopes, Yet the Lord allows him no success in anything. (laughs) He may entertain many delights, but the Lord gradually takes away each of them. (laughs) So none remain. Really, I got to read that this morning. Come on. (laughs) Woo, Jesus. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. Mm-mm. I mean, and the average Christian would say, nah, this ain't, mm, you okay. All right. Mm. I'm going to just start this over again. Since this is God's purpose, he therefore arranges to have his children experience many fire trials so that all these offscorings <clears throat> of desire may be consumed in the fire of suffering. A Christian may aspire to high position, but the Lord brings him low. He may cherish many hopes, yet the Lord allows him no success in anything. He may entertain many delights, but the Lord gradually takes away each of them. 
till none remain. He yearns for glory, yet the Lord inflicts upon him humiliation. Nothing in the ordering of the Lord seems to coincide with the Christian's thought. Everything strikes him down as would a, be a beating rod. Though he struggles with all his might, he soon deduces that he is heading straight for death. He does not discern at first that it is the Lord who leads him to this demise. Everything seems to speak a helplessness, seems to remove any hope of life, seems to demand that he should die. During this period, when he cannot escape death, he begins to realize his all, he owes this end to God. And so he yields and accepts it with composure. This death, however, bespeaks the, the cessation of his soul life that he may live utterly in God. To achieve this death in the Christian's life, God has worked long and hard. How foolish then for him to resist such an expiration for so long. For it is not true that after he has passed through this death, all turns out well, and God's aim in him is for also fulfilled. Thereafter, he can advance rapidly in spiritual growth. Once he loses his heart for self, the believer can be wholly God's. He is ready to be molded into any form God wishes. He desires no longer to strive against God. Nay, he reddishes nothing but God. His life has now become quite simple. He has no expectation, no request, no ambitions, <laughs> other than to be willingly obedient to the Lord's will. <laughs> Oh, Lord, really, God? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woo. Mm, mm, mm. I got to keep reading this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Once he loses his heart for self, the believer can be wholly God's. He is ready to be molded into any form God wishes. His desire no longer strives against God, nay, he relishes nothing but God. His life has now become quite simple. He has no expectations, no requests, no ambitions, other than to be willingly obedient to the Lord's will. A life of obedience to his, in to his intent is the simplest kind on earth. Because he's, he who so lives seeks nothing but to quietly follow God. After a person's forsaken his natural longings, he obtains a genuinely restful life. Formerly he had many desires. To satisfy them, he planned, plotted, and contrived, exhausting every ounce of his wisdom and power. His heart was in constant turmoil. While contriving, he agitated to attain what he desired. When defeated, he agonized because of the failure to achieve. Hmm. How the restful life eludes him. Furthermore, the person who has not yet abandoned what is his and surrendered what is God's cannot help but be affected by his surroundings. People's capricious attitudes, changing environments, loneliness, 
and many other elements is external work to induce into melancholy. This is quite a common trait among emotional states. But natural desire can also arouse wrath in such a one. When externals go against his wish or do not turn out exactly as he prefers, when matters appear to be unjust and unreasonable to him, he becomes disturbed, anxious, and angry. These different emotional expressions are provoked by external causes. How easily one's emotions can be stirred, perturbed, and wounded. One's natural desires thus seeks out man's love, respect, sympathy, and intimacy. But if he fails to realize his desire, he murmurs against heaven and cries out against man. Is there anyone exempt, exempt from such sorrow and grief? Living in this bitter world as we all do, can anyone realistically expect to have his desire fully realized? If this is impossible, then how can an emotional believer ever secure rest in life? He cannot. But that child of God who purely follows the Spirit and seeks not his own pleasure is satisfied with what God gives to him and his restlessness immediately ceases. I'm stopping that right there. I, oh, Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Mm, mm, mm. Really, Lord? Father God. Yes, Father, Amen. Okay, I'm going to attempt to kind of go back through this. I'm not even going to say without getting cut because that ain't going to happen. I'm just going to try to survive the surgery. Uh, I don't know if the anesthesia is going to work, but i got a feeling it doesn't matter because I'm going to feel the cutting. Don't know about you all, but I'm just talking about me right now. So let's go back down this path. The practical cross, which God dispenses, runs counter to our desires. And I like this, the word he says, the practical. That means that's which functional, simple, and works. Not the elaborate, not the, you know, the this whole huge thing that we have in our minds. But he said the practical cross. When something's practical, something is functional, something is simple, something that works. The practical cross which God dispenses runs counter to our desires. In other words, that simple cross is counter to what we want. Hmm, now is that scriptural? Because, see, I can't see that. Let what does the word say? Spirit and flesh warth against each other. Oh, my God. Is that in the Bible? It sure is. 
So what he is saying right here lines right up with what Scripture says. Spirit and flesh warth against each other. The word he uses, if I'm remembering correctly, is it's an enmity. What is an enmity? Meaning there's a constant battle. Mm. There's an enmity between man and woman that happened after the fall. Constant battle. So he's saying right now the practical cross is a is contrary to our natural desire. Mm. Lord Jesus, we ain't going to get through this. The cross aims at crucifying them. Nothing in our total makeup suffers more wounding under the lash of the cross than does our emotion. Okay, I'm going back up again. I'm going to turn these pages because I'm going back to the beginning of this chapter. And the first sentence that he says, desire occupies the largest part of our emotional life. It joins forces with our will to rebel against God's will. The cross, I'm going to start over again. The practical cross which God dispenses runs counter to our desires. The cross aims at crucifying them. Nothing in our total makeup suffers more wounding under the lash of the cross than does our emotion. Now, just to think about that, why would our emotion suffer more wounding than anything else? Because our emotions are so powerful. Think about that. Our emotions can carry us. When we, when, when they, you know, one of the things that in war, strategies of war, is they, it's, well, nowadays because, you know, they study all this stuff, but throughout history, is to get the morale weakened. If you can get the morale weakened, they'll, they'll want to stop fighting. That's emotion. If I can get get to a person to 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 so riled up that any that that Ali, that was his biggest thing. That's why he ran his mouth. Emotion. To be very honest with you, Ali was a businessman. Until he got into that ring, boxing did not make the kind of money that he made. He ran his mouth. So that people will come in there to see him beat up somebody, or to get him get him beat, or for him to get beat up. Emotion. God understands that emotion is so par, so vital, and that's why they said the passion of a cross. The cross was Jesus's passion. Emotion. God gave us emotion. But it needs to be subjugated to the cross. Emotion. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had a desire to eat of the tree of good and evil. Emotion. If in a situation where the sin had not yet entered into the world, they had a desire to do that which was contrary to God, 
How much more powerful is it now in our flesh nature? Emotion. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, Lord. We ain't going to get through this today. Unless I ain't. I'm going to do worse. I ain't going to get on mute. I'm going to hang up the phone. I mean, because it just makes too much sense. It does. And I, 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 I see right now why so many Christians, disciples, children of God will run from this. Emotion. I was thinking about yesterday something Erica said to me, and I came back to bite on the butt too, but I, I thought about that. One of the reasons God uses me is because part of me is dead. He can use that. Emotion. Wow. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus. Woo, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Good morning. Hey. Emotion. Whew. Wow. Nothing in our total makeup suffers more wounding under the lash of the cross than does our emotion. It cuts deeply into everything pertaining to ourselves. How then can our emotion be happy when our desires die? The redemption of God requires a thorough setting aside of the old creation. The redemption of God requires a thorough setting aside of old creation. That's our flesh nature. That's our sinful nature. Jesus had to go go through it, and he overcame it. God's will and our soul's delight are incompatible. For anyone to pursue the Lord, he must oppose his own desire. Again, going back to is this scriptural? This is a great and powerful book, but does it line up to what the word of God says? Again, I'm coming back to the word of God that says our spirit and our flesh Warth against each other. There's an enmity against each other. There's a constant struggle against each other. This is lining up with what the Word of God says. Mm. This is deep. This is powerful. You know what? This, I'm gonna be honest with you. What we what we talking about right now? You know, we talking about the buffet table. You know, you got the milk and you got the meat. This stuff here, people look like that. People will look at that. Nah, that's too much. I don't want that. Most people would run away from this. Ah, hell, I understand. This wouldn't even probably look appetizing. Most people look and say, "What is that?" Hmm. Okay, but they don't want it. Because this is <laughs> in the fruits of the spirit. It's going. It's some long suffering 
require. And, and, and even in this now, I can see why he gave the fruit of the Spirit for long-suffering. That's one of the, you see, the fruit of the gift is one of them. Why would he give us that? Well, you know what? You need it. Mm. Jesus. You need the anointing, the gifting, the fruit of God in order to for your emotions to die in this capacity. It just makes too much sense. If you don't have the strength of God for you to tap into, you cannot die in this aspect of your life in order for God to use you the way that you need to be used. You know why? Because you don't want to die. I don't want to die. Death is death. That's the reality of it. We want, oh, my God. We want to freely, the the, the the look good, the feel good, the smell good, but we don't want to die because that's going to require diligence, dedication, long-suffering, patience, everything. Oh, my God. Come on. Father, God, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Father. Or maybe they maybe maybe it's just me, Lord. Maybe I'm just I'm just seeing and getting an understanding, Lord, of this on a whole nother level than, than I ever have before, Lord. So maybe I, it's just me that I'm just being severely touched right now. Getting an understanding of why you work the way you do in my life. I'm I can't talk about their life right now, Father. Our perspective needs to be so changed, Lord. I I mean and I, I I got I said this before, but now it's even at another level. See, when we're going through trials and tribulations, when we're going through things that that, that 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 cause pain and turmoil in our life, what do we do? We run to God. God, I got this problem. God, I got this problem. God, would you help me with this? My parents, my kids, my health. Lord, do you know what's going on? I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. We look at all these problems in our life and we cry. We run to God because we're looking for his health, his strength, or whatever it is we need. And what do we call them? We call them problems. I can't even think of what term God calls them because the God does God see this as a problem? It forces you to come to Him. It forces you to deny yourself. It forces you to get into His Word. It's desire to be closer to Him. You think God views that as a problem? Do you see how 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 our minds are so perverted? The things that draw us closer to God, we view them as problems. God says, really? So what's he going to do? He's going to add some more in your life because it's going to keep you closer to him. That's why you got to become dead. That's why you got to get like Paul, whether you are based or abound, to find content. These aren't problems to God. Mm. 
Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Lord. Mm. Since this is God's purpose, he therefore arranges to have his children experience many fiery trials so that all these offscorings of desire may be consumed in the fire of suffering. I'm going to just read this and let it apply to you as it applies to you. I might not even comment because you know what? Mm-mm. A Christian may aspire to high position, but the Lord brings him low. He may cherish many hopes, yet the Lord allows him no success in anything. He may entertain many delights, but the Lord gradually takes away each of them till none remain. He yearns for glory, yet the Lord afflicts upon him humiliation. Nothing in the ordering of the Lord seems to coincide with the Christian's thought. Everything strikes him down as would a beating rod. Though he struggles with all his might, he soon deduces that he is heading straight for death. He does not discern at first that it is the Lord who leads him to this demise. Everything seems to speak of helplessness, seems to remove any hope of life, seems to demand that he should die. During this period, when he cannot escape death, he begins to realize his, he owes this end to God, and so he yields and accepts it with composure. This death, however, however bespeaks the cessation of his soul life, that he may live utterly in God. To achieve this death in the Christian's life, God has worked long and hard. How foolish then for him to resist such an expiration for so long. For is it not true that after he has passed through this death, all turns out well, and God's aim in him is also fulfilled. Thereafter, he can advance rapidly in spiritual growth. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Do you see why so many people would run away from this? Hell, I'm running. I just can't go nowhere. <laughs> Y'all think I'd be joking if I say when I say if I had the opportunity, I would not. I wouldn't do this. When I'm talking about this, I'm just talking about. M- my my life situations and circumstances. I have the opportunity, and it is a choice. It's just the options ain't too damn well. But understand why so many of God's children quit. I'm going to read this part again. 
Since this is God's purpose, he therefore arranges to have his children experience many fiery trials so that all these offscoring of desire may be consumed in the fire of suffering. A Christian may aspire to high position, but the Lord brings him low. He may cherish many hopes, yet the Lord allows him no success in anything. He may entertain many delights, but the Lord gradually takes away each of them till none remain. He yearns for glory, yet the Lord afflicts upon him humiliation. Nothing in the order of the Lord seems to coincide with the Christian's thought. Everything strikes him down as would be a beating rod. Wow. Everything. You know what? See, since we were talking about children yesterday in, in the world, the world would have a problem with a God like this. They got a problem with a parent who disciplines their child. That's what we talked about on the line yesterday. Spoil your child. Let's talk to little Johnny. No, we're going to... Really? And we see we see what happens when that happens. And so now, where does discipline come from? It comes from my father. The, most people would not... They can't even begin to understand a God like this. And now, when you, I need you to get that understanding and not in a judgmental aspect. Okay? I, I want you to come back to the circles of fellowship. Because, see, if you get that understanding, that's where everybody's at different levels in God. The circle of fellowship, the 500, the 70, the 12, the 3, and the 1. The majority of his children are in the 500, maybe some in the 70. But they're still his children. He still loves them. He's going to minister to them. He's going to take care of them because they're his children. But they can't walk in the deeper things of God. They're going to desire and they're going to run and I love God. Yes, yes, yes. But when it comes to getting closer to him. That's why mm, when it starts requiring, when you start dying, they're not going to do that. I understand why. Look at Paul. He was beaten. He was left for dead. He was stoned. He was in jail, him and who was it? him and Cyrus, and they were singing songs of praise. And then the jailer woke up, the chains came off of them, the jailer woke up, and they said, no, we're still here. A minister had talked about this on, on the TV the other day. And he said, when the minister, because the, the jailer was getting ready to kill himself because he thought everybody escaped, and they said, no, we're still here. The chains were off of them. They had an opportunity to leave, but no. They just obeyed God. God loosed the chains from them, but 
they stayed there because they were being obedient. And then what happened? The jailer and his household got saved. But it said after they got saved that the jailer attended to Paul and Cyrus's wounds. They were bloody. They were beaten. But they stayed. We all have suffered many wounds. Are you going to stay? It might not be a physical wound where you actually see it, where it's actually bloody, but we all got many wounds. Are you going to stay? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this before I read anything. I said the chains fell off of Paul and Cyrus. That means that was the power of God in effect. I said that when Paul, after the whole selling of the ship, and they came on the island or whatever that was, and Paul was gathering sticks, and the serpent fastened on his hand, Paul didn't rebuke. He didn't jump. He didn't get excited. He shook him off in the fire and kept doing what he had to do. That's the power of God. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, emotions to the point that it overrode his desire. He, he nevertheless got your desire to the point that drops of blood came out of his forehead. He could have died in the garden. If you look it up, I forget the term, but that's a medical condition where blood corpuscles are, uh, are breaking in your head. He was in such a state of emotional anxiety that he did not want to do this. But he said, nevertheless. When he walked out of the Garden of Gethsemane, when the army approached him, what did it say? He said he took a step forward. The whole army fell back. The whole army fell back because of the power that was resonating in that man. See, that's what I'm talking about. When he said he gave his life, they could not take his life. He gave his life. Because he said, nevertheless, see, we talk about walking in the power and the anointing of God. Do you truly want to do that? Wow. Emotions. I just, it's just overwhelming. 
And I'm nowhere near any of this, but I see why now I can go on the court. <clears throat> and they keep giving me time. Son, this is a six-month process. You're going on two years. Okay. And all the while, I'm just looking at God. And I'm literally just shaking my head. Last time I went up there, different case, I ended up having the same guy who's trying to get me. Here, Mr. Farley, at that's such, I'll give you to September. I just shook my head. But now I'm getting an understanding of how God is working through me. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Father God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I'm going to just keep reading. Oh, wow. Once he loses his heart for self, the believer can be holy God's. He is ready to be molded into any form God wishes. <laughs> his desire no longer strives against God's. Nay, he relishes nothing but God. His life has now become quite simple. He has no expectations, no requests, no ambition other than to be willingly obedient to the Lord's will. A life of obedience to his intent is the simplest kind of earth because he who lives so lives seeks nothing but to quietly follow God. Mm-hmm. He has no ambitions. Now, see, again, this is so contrary. And keep this in the understanding of what this man is talking about. It's not somebody sitting on a corner twiddling their thumbs and drinking a bottle of wine and saying, I'm done with it. No, it's quite the contrary. You have gotten to a point in your wall that you know what? Mm-mm, it ain't about me. It ain't about my agenda. It ain't about what I want to do. Actually, I, I, it's just giving me a greater under. I mean, I'm look. I'm not. I'm just seeing a whole get a better understanding of my walk. That's really what I'm seeing now. Again, what's on my agenda today? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, I I don't know. I wake up and I figure it out. And I work more hours than the average person. I'm busy most of the time constantly. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. But I see God moving, and this is the direction causing me to move. So I seek strength and direction. No ambitions, no desires. Lord, yeah, I want, I, want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. But, Lord, I recognize that, you know what? If you don't if you don't say for me to do it, then I'm wasting my time and energy, and I'm really fighting against you, even if it's just out of your time. I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me, I said, you know, and literally I, I'm at the cusp of the things that I've been fighting for, which is a lot 
of of of, re, of coming back. She said, "Yo, I'm gonna call you to come back here." But I'm also on the cusp of losing everything too. It, one step one way, one step another. You know, really, I just keep fighting because I'm I'm trying to fight the way God wants me to fight. And but I've gotten to the point that Lord, I I want I I see this, and I say that in that way. I see this, and I believe this is what you want. I can see it working, but Lord, I'm tired. <sighs> So, Lord, what you going to do? You going to keep me doing this? Or you're going to, you know, it's just, it's, this is this is the internal things I go with. So I'm just trying to get to talk about this when I'm talking about no ambitions, no desires. Whereas, again, becoming more and more emotionally detached about things. And that's what God needs us to be because, again, he doesn't, he doesn't have a problem with giving you anything, but you cannot put anything above him. That's an idol. Your job, your relationship, your kids. But we don't understand the fullness of what he's talking about when he says not to put anything before him. So he has to train us. He has to break us. He has to mold us and reshape us until we come to the full understanding. And be honest, which we probably never would get the full understanding on this side because there's always other levels. No ambitions, no desire. That does not mean you're not sitting around just twiddling your thumbs. But no, God is using you. You've gotten to a point in your wall where... It's not about your walk. It's not about your journey. It's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. But he has to literally get you, beat you, severely touch you to that point that you're yielded. Okay, maybe I'll just keep reading. After a person has forsaken his natural feelings and longings, he obtains a genuinely restful life. You know, and that makes perfectly sense. And see, that's the other thing. Well, I don't want this, God. You want it. You want You want me to do it? Okay. That's the rest that you're resting in. That does not mean you won't go through things. Because if it's something that God wants, the enemy is naturally going to oppose it. So there's going to be a battle. But see, there's a there's a shift that occurs. That's why he says, take your yoke and put it on him. Let him bear your yoke. There's a shift that occurs. You're not fighting for what you want. Yes, you desire because your desires have lined up with the Lord. And he's showing you to move or to do this particular thing. So there's a battle, yes. Don't think it's just, well, okay, the Lord says he wants this and he's going to use you to do it and then it's going to automatically happen. Oh, no, it doesn't happen like that. Tells you in his word that the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and violent taken by force. But it gives you a sense of peace. It gives you another level of understanding. And it gets you out of the way. The, again, the perfect example is somebody rings your doorbell. You go there, you see it's the devil. You say, okay, Jesus, it's for you, and you walk away. That's the restfulness that he's talking about. After a person has forsaken his natural longings, he obtains a genuinely restful life. 
Formerly, he had many desires. To satisfy them, he planned, plotted, and contrived, exhausting every ounce of his power and wisdom. His heart was in constant turmoil. While contriving, he agitated to attain what he desired. When defeated, he agonized because of the failure to achieve. How the restful life eludes him. Furthermore, the person who has not yet abandoned what is his and surrendered what is God's cannot, cannot help but be affected by his surroundings. People's capricious attitudes, changing environments, loneliness, and many other elements in the external world induce him to melancholy. This is quite a common trait among emotional saints. But natural desire can also rouse wrath in such a one. When externals go against his wish or do not turn out exactly as he prefers, when matters appear to be unjust and unreasonable to him, it's become quite disturbed, anxious, and angry. These different emotional expressions are provoked by external causes. How, one's easily, how easily one's emotions can be stirred, perturbed, and wounded. One's natural desire thus seek out man's love, respect, sympathy, and intimacy. But if he fails to realize his desire, he mummers against heaven and cries out against man. Is there anyone exempt from such sorrow and grief? Living in this bitter world as we do, can anyone realistically expect to have his desire fully realized? If this is impossible, then how can an emotional believer ever secure rest in his life? He cannot. But that child of God, who purely follows the Spirit, and seeks not his own pleasure, satisfy what God gives to him, and his restlessness immediately ceases. I'm done. I'm just totally done. I hope y'all got something out of that reading today. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's a good one. Good morning. As um, we have learned over, over and over again, I said it's not about us, but for us to make ourselves available. Mm, that's true. With our final views, we got taught for us to be self-preservation. Okay. The ecosystem now, if you look at it with all the natural disasters, along with people losing their minds, it's an effective way to see it. Even with John, when they found him out, um, you know, just out in the wilderness, he said he's out there eating locusts and honey, and his hair was all over his head, and he just didn't look the best that he should have looked. And he thought he was crazy, but he was going through his but he was going through his transition for promotion. And then you um, just said, "I'm having no ambition." Okay, so you have ambition like that. That means you're getting yourself in the way again. You waking your old self up to go for that um, self-preservation. And also, he said, "Well, just make yourself available." The things, you know, we tend to have it hard to forgive ourselves. We also find it hard to die to ourselves. 
And then, too, here come the naysayers and the distractions saying, oh, we well, should save yourself. Okay, what about you just sitting still? That's saving yourself. You just said stand and make yourself available and watch me work. He's been taking care of all of this before he even got us down here, so he can still do the same today. And like I was telling you yesterday, um, with all the stuff you're going through, Sam, a promotion is coming. But then, too, when your promotion is coming, you're going through that hottest part of the fire where it takes out all the impurities and stuff. So when you come out of there, you may not smell like smoke, but it's going to be some things that you're going to have to be willing to say, look, this is not for me to go to my next level. Now, what you can see so far, yes, more than January go off to college. Okay. You got some other things there in the house. You got comfortable with it, but it's going, the things are going to change. You have to be ready for change. People usually don't get along good with change, especially if they got comfortable with what they're in already. So it's going to be a hard um, tug of war. You can do something so many times over and over again through repetition, you got used to it because now you can do it in your sleep. But let somebody throw a little thing, a little something different in there, and you forgot about not throwing everything off, so it's almost worse than having a pebble in your shoe. But you got to be open for positive change. And that means that you may have to get rid of some stuff that you never thought you, that you can do without. Now, like I said yesterday, we come together for this time of sharing the word, being spiritually fed, and uplifting each other. And that's your uplifting. And my prayer for you today is to pray for you for strength, endurance, while you go through your transformation. For his purpose and for your good. Okay, I'm finished. You got a comment, Ms. Reba? Now, all I can say is, Lord, I'm available to you. Amen. That song is just going through my head like crazy. (laughs) Man, anybody else got any comments? Well, I stand on the, uh, she's standing on the word, look to God, and also pay to the, be aware of of your surroundings. Um, like with yesterday with the them talking about a tornado coming through. Mm-hmm. They seen a couple of funnels that tried to touch down but they didn't and I think they said that we saw one over in Harvey. 
And uh, yeah, a lot okay. of tornadoes touched down yesterday. Oh really? Huh? <laughs> what touched a lot down? of tornadoes touched down yesterday. Right, and because the sky was turning one color, and then next thing you know it went dark, and then next thing you know it went yellow, and it's like man, I haven't seen that in a while, but. Um, you know, like for when God came through and had destroyed um, Sodom and Gomorrah? Uh-huh. And that's one thing that kind of touched me, too, because like when John was in the um, garden with Paul and Paul cut off the soldier's ear, and he said, no, we didn't about that life. Yeah. And you look at all the wars and stuff that's been going on. It's been down to poor communication or either just um, it's all about me thinking or either under some misunderstanding. Now you pull all these other people in. Look how many lives you've taken away. All because of somebody else's. Um, it's all about me. This is what I want. Okay. But, you know, when God went through and destroyed stuff, he didn't have people go out and kill them. It was through a natural. It was through a. Um, it was through a natural disaster that came through and took it out. And even with that, you know, here it is. Okay, now do we wait on God to come through with His natural disaster, or we call ourselves helping our God when we start putting our guns to folks, so they call themselves defending themselves. See. Right there, guns don't kill people, but when people get a hold of them, they get a mindset of self again. So, like I said, at this point, be aware of your surroundings and stand on his word. I'm through. Anybody else got anything? Uh, Anybody else got anything going once? Anybody else got anything going twice? I'll go first, Sam. All right. Give me a second. Okay. Father God, I'm gonna lift up Renee today. God, I shed it. Of course, I'm gonna go say, should I go say, should I go say, should I go say, should I go run to the coast? 
Holy Spirit moving her heart around that go say she go say she go Keep her father God around that go say reveal to her how you want to use her Lord around go say the God let the anointing increase in her life she go say she go say she go say that you're speaking to her Lord around that go say she go say she Father God thank you she go she go baka thank you for Kara he she go say she go for using her. Thank you, Father. You should go say, should go to Maka. For go, should have gone there for permeating, should have gone around and increasing. You should go and moving in a great and mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You want some prayer, Ms. Reba? Sure. Huh? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> Father, I want to pray for Reba. Yes, the Gosecia did it a gombrasic, you did it at a gobraca sada. Rashi the Gosecia, Dishi the Gosecia, Dishi the Gosecia, Raka Kata. Higher the Gosaka, for Roboshi the Gesheshi the Gombrose. Higher the Gosecia, she the Gosecia, Dishi the Gosan Rasiki. Higher a cossation, 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 that the word of God you heard of reveal to her how to draw closer to you, she did go to the Harokara and to let your anointing flow in her life. Shit in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now that I can hear you, I do. Are you trying to say you talking about my juicing? Mm-hmm. Don't be hating. I'm not hating. Although something funky going on on talk show, though. When you when you try to access it by computer, the 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 pink screen in the uh the pink square that says that um you know like the callers in process and how many callers are on there, it's not there. It's showing up. Um, like it does when there's no call going on and it tells you like the last recording or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out, I don't understand why it's doing that. Me, I don't understand why it's doing it. I know, dear. My child is telling me she wants a bounce house. What's a bounce house, Morgan? Ain't nothing jumping around in this house. <laughs> yeah, you. 
I want to see. It's gonna be funny. Anyway, you ready? Oh, I got. Let me change phones because this phone's about to die. That one I just put on. It's fully charged. All right. You ready for your prayer? Yes, I am. Okay. Mm. You got any comments about the reading before I pray? <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm just my head above water. <laughs> you better breathe air while you can, because you will go under soon. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, positive outlook. You was going to drown. Huh? I didn't say you was going to drown. No, oh, okay. And I didn't say you was going to stop moving. <laughs> like I said, when you start adapting and growing gills, at least you understand why they're there. Okay. And she's still saying, I still don't like none of what you just said. Hey, here's what it is. Either move forward or die. Well... Some things that make you want to shout. <laughs> I'm trying to find out where all my tools are at. I, I got about five or six levels, three or four squares. I don't know where none of that stuff is at. Anyway, whatever. Father God, let me lift up Pamela. Oh, Rambo, shit, it'll go randy, the cassette, the combotte, the car randy, shit, it'll go board randy, the go sissy, 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 yes, 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 father. Higher than the Gandara 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 Gossession, the 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 Okay, Lord, now, what do you want me to do? Because you told me about three different things. Okay, I got that. Okay, well, I'll do that then. Then let you want me. Okay, I'll go back to her. Okay, Father God, I'm ready to go. Father God, yada koseh, did go said did go sadaka. The anointing is increasing in you, and actually, I guess it's good because you don't really see it or sense it. That means it's definitely spiritually led. That means that's truly God's hands upon it because you're kind of divorced from it. You're divorced from it naturally. But your spirit, man, is definitely increasing. Continue to let God lead you in all things. 
continue to seek him in all things. And this is the one that you're going to struggle with. Continue to trust him in all things. And I say the struggle apart because, and this is where the reading comes in play for you. When it doesn't work out the way you think, when things don't go according to your plan, your purpose, and you started out with these expectations, but now you're at a certain place and things have shifted. And I still got to trust God. That's where you're going to really struggle. But that's exactly what we just read about today in the Word. And you're going to have to get into the Word and you're going to be forced to tap into your spirit because the natural part of you won't, it won't make any sense. And actually, you might even reject it. But because it's going to emanate from your spirit, man, which is that intuition part of you, that inside part of your life, is going to resonate so strongly so even in your head is going to say no but your spirit is going to say, but what am I telling you? That's going to be your battle. That's going to be your struggle. Again, so your struggle is going to be trusting God when things go contrary to what you thought were going to work, and you in your head say no, but you in your spirit says, yeah, that's going to be your struggle. And that's my prayer for you today. Amen. 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 So, in other words, I'm going to be sitting here arguing with myself. Yeah, more internally than externally. Or you might get to the point you do it externally, too, like me. And people are like, oh, you're talking to yourself. I sure am. <laughs> and why are you in the midst of my conversation? But I'm going to tell you when it's good, and you're going to really like this one, Pam. When you're arguing with yourself and you look over there and you see that demon start talking to you, you start arguing with him too, that's going to get real good in your life then. See, you didn't want to hear that. I'm going on mute. Now I got to see demons too, huh? They're talking to myself. That's, that's not unusual. Okay, I I missed that comment. I didn't even want to hear what you said. So I had it. I was juicing. So no. Nah. Oh, then let me repeat it for you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, dear? <laughs> now I got to see demons too. I'm used to talking to myself. That that that's not new. Or even arguing with myself. But now I got to start seeing demons too. Next level. 
I already be feeling like I'm not alone up in here. Well, I told you about that little thing that was standing in that doorway. Oh, okay, no comment. You want some watermelon juice, child?
Yes, 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 Father. Let your word rise up inside of her. Ooh. Mm. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. The choice is yours. All right. You're on the path. You're walking down the way he wants you to walk. Um, the question is, do you want to see where he's taking you to? Do I want to see where he's taking me to? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to see where he's taking me? That is a loaded question. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, because I don't know when you're lunch is. We can sit here we can sit here for a second. Um okay, so my answer is this. My answer is this. I want to see where he's taking me to, but if he knows it, it will hinder me from doing what I'm supposed to do, I'd rather not. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's a little different than what I say, but basically kind of similar as well. So, yeah. Okay. Because my response is like, if I don't need to see it, Lord, you ain't got to show me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I understand. I mean, because basically what he's saying is that you're moving, you're where you need to be at, you're moving in accordance with what he needs to be you know, doing. So those things are in line. And do you want to see where he's taking, you know, it's like an option. Do you want to see it? Yeah. And I, I totally, I mean, what you said, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree and I understand. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it does. (laughs) 
So, Father God, she heard her reply at a cosesha to go round to the cosesha to go cosesha to go round to go to the gun 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 Keep her in perfect peace. Strengthen her and gird her up for the journey. Use her in a great and mighty way. Let her not get in the way of herself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Right. Anybody else want prayer? Oh, Erica would like prayer. She's been training all day, so she can't. Um, she can't um like talk, talk in, but she says she like prayer, please. No problem. Okay, let me pray for Reese's Pieces. I told you, Maria. Hmm. Is that your daughter? Oh. Hmm. No, that's my um. That's those guys. I'm dropping them off at camp. My baby. Hmm. Hey, guys. How are you? You just missed them. Okay, bye, Good. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Good-bye. 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 Yeah. Okay. Erica, Erica, Erica. Hi, Erica. She should go run to the gun 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 to The, okay, the Lord says you'll be back in Chicago sooner than you think. <laughs> and everybody laughed. Be positioned for what he has done and what he's getting ready to do, and that's actually a little deeper. Understanding that the spiritual and the natural, there's a time delay from when things occur in the spiritual till they manifest. So some things have already occurred in the spiritual that have not yet manifested. And as far as God is concerned, it's a done deal. But there are also some things in the spiritual which he worked upon. So now, getting back to what I was saying, so the things that have occurred which have not yet been manifested, you're moving in your position and those things are, 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 are you know, are ready and you're going to move into. But there are some other new developments 
that are being worked out as we currently speak. Mm. Oh, really, Lord? Ooh. Oh, really, Lord? That ain't nice. I don't like that. Mm. Oh, God, really? Okay, well, see, you know, Felicia, as you say all the time, that it was God who put Job out on the front, on the front, on the page. So what about my servant Job? And then that's when Satan, well, what about him? You the one protecting, that's when he had the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't Satan who brought them to God. It was God who brought them to Satan. So what he just spoke to me, he said, you know what? And guess what? Each and every one of us on this line, <laughs> there's counsels going on about us. You know what? I don't even want to talk about this. <sighs> but I have no choice. Oh, really, Lord? Okay, see, don't despise small beginnings. Hmm. Though there only be a handful of all of us on this line, and it varies. It varies. But what each of us, what I see is that each and every one of us began to embark upon unique ventures, stepping out in faith, doing things that we had might not normally do because of the growth occurring in our life. And meeting challenges that the ordinary person might not. In other words, as I said before, each of us are leaders. So we need to understand that. So now, and the thing you say, each one teach one. And if I, you know, what's it, I tell two, I tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. Well, in this scenario, each one teach one where these are leaders are being fed, and we're going out and we're affecting many others. What we're getting, I keep talking about, we're getting meat. We're getting meat where most people don't get meat at this level and digesting it. We're being fed with, with meat. So because of that, too much is given, much is required. That's why the councils are going on about each and every one of us. Because as long as we keep yielding and letting God grow in our life, keep dying to self, keep going to the next level, we're stepping out more, doing more things, growing more than the average person grows. You know, I, I, and I, I, I sometimes I listen to people just in general conversations, and, I, and you know, it might have been my sister or somebody that made me think about it first. 
but they'll talk about, you know, what God did in their life or this great thing God did in their life. And it might be years ago. And I, I don't say nothing. I mean, and it's a good thing, you know, because that's something. I mean, God's constantly doing things in life. But in my life, he's always doing something. There's always another miracle. There's always, a, you know, always something right around the corner because I'm always faced with many challenges because I, by the grace of God, have not stopped. By the grace of God, I'm able to persevere. And it puts requirements on me, and I turn around and put the requirements on the word. That puts requirements on God. Y'all get y'all get that right there. I made a choice to press on by the grace of God, because at this point in my walk, I'm not even making these choices on my own. Okay. So with this help and with this strength, I'm making choices to persevere. When I make those choices, life puts, I come up, I encounter different things. And I made a choice to press my way through it by his grace and his mercy. And when I make that choice, then here comes life telling me to stop. And so life tells me to stop. Then I take that same pressure that's being applied to me by life. I take that pressure and I get into his word. I go into his word, and I take that same pressure, and that puts pressure on God. Why do I say that put pressure on God? Because God's word will not come to him void. When you come to God according to his word, he's got to act, people. But see, that gets you past emotions and all that other stuff that we're reading about. So now getting back to Erica, which ties into everybody on this line, I'm going to just say this. And if you really think about this, it makes sense. This capacity with this 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 vessel that's being launched on this line, which is about to about to come out, and you all should understand what I'm talking about on a worldwide level. It only makes sense that what we're doing is at the level that it is because what's getting ready to come out is and it requires a great covering. So now I'm going back to what I said. Don't despise small beginnings. There's a lot more power in each and every one of us than we probably want to understand or acknowledge, and God is using that. God is using that. There are requirements on your life, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm done. Sorry, Erica. Sorry, group, but that's just what I heard. Goodbye. Who's next? <laughs> Erica's probably going to walk out in the hall and say something or text me anyway, but I whatever. It's all like you're saying. The ego's nest is being stirred. You said what? It's, it's kind of sounding like you're saying, you know, the ego's nest is being stirred. Mm, it's been more than stirred. You got a, a automatic blender, automated blender. <laughs> those those veggie max or the ninja with the um, high powered blade. Okay, right there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. All righty. Okay. 
Who's next? You think someone wants to go next after that? <laughs> Look, you think I want to pray after that? <laughs> after after reading and after you know what, huh? Yeah, well, okay, whatever. You don't have a dog sitting in the corner sucking our thumbs. Well, you know. Yep, yep, yep. No, not trying to sound like Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> but um, when I first when I first got on this line, that's what I saw. Like when I first started, you know, I'm like it was it was it was kind of, you know, it was it was funny to me because everybody's situation on some level is. We're all it's similar. It's all connected on some level. Like we all can um, empathize, and, and we all have been touched on some level, you know, with our family and friends and situations and circumstances and stuff. And as we all came through our own, you know, our own issues, it was just like it was so similar. And one of the things that I had saw was that as we go through these processes. You know, like we were saying, like I would say with uh, Erica, she's an oasis. She's an oasis for like the ministers, but those who will start coming to the call are are going to be looking for the oasis of truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and it's and it's not so much as that. You know, like you say, it's not like we're saying, oh, we're all that and we're all deep and all that stuff. But like I was, I was trying to tell uh, Cynthia along, you know, a while back. I said I, I mean, I like church, but I don't like what I see at church. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like, you know, it's like out, outside of you know the you know what we do here. It, it feels more like and I, I've said that more than once. It feels more like church on this line than it does like church, mm. I go to the church, because we're able to discuss and get an understanding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and not be like, um, I think I got what he was talking about, Right. so, and, and it's like, it's, you know, and if it doesn't hit, if, the, if what we discuss doesn't hit you, I mean, there's never been a time where we've been on this call where something didn't hit, even if you were praying for somebody else that it didn't hit. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, this is what this is what the truth is all about. The truth should always the truth should always touch you on some level where you you dealt with it already, you know, and, and you know, okay, there's my verification that yeah, I'm still on the right track. Or you're dealing with it and the truth is helping you understand why you're going through it. You know. And I was in every time I go into the church I I don't get that. You know, when I go into the four walls, it's just like that. It's just going into four walls and being empty paint, and I don't like that feeling. You know, so this is the oasis of truth that people are going to be looking, that people are looking for. I mean, we've had a couple of people come and visit the line. You know, they might not understand the robberies that we have, you know, but... They feel I, I I feel the love on the line, even in in, in in the face of all the silliness and stuff that we go through. Even after we do our prayers, 
and we and we do our discussions. All of the even the the side conversations stuff that we have, it's all love and it's all truth. So I see us having to be prepared for those people that we'll see physically, as well as that will that will come on the line and, and sit in the background and just listen to what what is being said and done on this call and in this ministry as a whole. So that's all I had. You know, and even I just think about Pastor Mark. I don't think they even got like over ten members, but they got a few million dollars sitting in the bank. <laughs> okay, and I'm not trying to put it on monetary means, but we all know bigger churches that are struggling with five or ten thousand dollars in the bank. Right. But see, the thing is, they are walking there in one accord. They're walking according to the word, and they're letting the Holy Spirit lead them. And most, like you say, most churches are not there. And we all know the power that's in that man's life. I, you, 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 so you know, look, okay, you go, really, you go, go, honey, yeah. That, that I mean, he's truly, you know, somebody that you can say, oh, that's a man of God. And I wouldn't want to mess with. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. Because that was that was the template. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the book of Acts, that was that was the Lord, that was God, that was the Father telling us what we had to do for us to receive this mm. of Him, because He said they were all they had to, and just like I mean, and it, and it's so similar. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, people who were just there to be there had to be weeded out from those who were there because they wanted the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. That's why there was such a long That's why they had to wait so long for the the Holy Spirit to come down. Oh, right, right. So right. it was like, you know, because I look, I look at, I look at the churches now, and it's like nobody's on one accord. Everybody's agenda is I want to prosper. But if you know, you just read that, you've been reading that for the past week or two. When it's all about self, you're not, you're not on God. Mm-hmm. So even though we're all in, the, and so even if we're all in the church house and we're all saying we're praising and worshiping and we're all listening to the minister, if everybody is looking for their own prosperity. Where is the unity in spirit? Mm. So it's like God, like I can't, I can't come. I mean, I can sweep through, but I can't come and, and just blanket the place the way I want to because the the spirit that's here is not on one accord. Everybody is for self. So mm. we we have to we is. And even here, I mean, we have to be, we're, 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 we're close, we're getting so close to that moment on this call. You know, I, cause I, you know, I sit back and I listen to the, you know, our conversations and stuff and our remarks and everything. And it's just like, we no longer talk about what we're going through, but we, our comments are more God-centered than self-centered. You know what, Felicia? 
You, I, I hadn't said it out loud, but I, I noticed that I give myself, I, you know, like initially I'm on the buildings and all the, I come and I talk about it now, but not as much as I used to. I still dealing with it, but I, I thought about that in, in the sense of even then it wasn't so much as complaining or talking about it, but now it's just, okay, yes, yeah, I got to deal with it. And, and I, you know, I, I do talk about it when I feel led, but yeah, yeah, I'm just commenting on, Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Exactly. You know, like even like even when when I um even like with with I mean everybody, everybody's mm-hmm. conversation has has really changed, and it's awesome because it's like oh, so one so everybody has a everybody has a bad day, everybody has a bad moment. So we we have learned and we're still learning that. We take our focus off of that bad moment and put it back on God and give him the glory. And by the time this call is over, I don't know about y'all, but my perspective has changed. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what, bad day or not, mm-hmm. you know, all God's all glory goes to him, and mm-hmm. then it's all right later, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mhm. I yep. just thought I'd put that out. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I wanted to pray for you. Give me a, give me a couple of minutes, okay? No problem. Are you all doing prayer requests? Yes, we are. Thank you. You want prayer? My aunt, um, my mom just sent me a text saying they're calling the family to the hospital. Alrighty then. Well, I'll pray for your family. Yeah, we don't need it. Pray for that. Especially my grandmother. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Okay, Father God, let me lift up Lisa's family. Father God, Lord, I want to say meet them at the hospital, but Lord, they're already there. Let them be aware of your presence, Father. Help them to tap into you, Holy Spirit. Allow you to be God, Father. Allow you to be God, Father. Yes, should have go said, should have go as you're moving in the situation and circumstance, Father, let your peace arise. Let your love, let your grace, let your mercy arise, God. Crown, Father, and minister and touch and heal and direct and impart and whatever needs to be done, Father, so they can receive Peace upon that situation and circumstance, Lord. God, in Jesus' holy name, I say amen. Amen. And I want to lift up. Huh? Go ahead. 
Go ahead. I was going to say, say a prayer for her, I, her soul. I mean, I know she went to church sometimes. I don't know where she's at with that. I, I don't know. We never really talked about that. So, uh, yeah, all that, all, all that. Yes, 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 Father. Oh, yes, 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 Lord. Yes, 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 Father. Yes, 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 yes. Now, Father, now. Amen. 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 Now I'm gonna pray for the man who uh, got in that electrical situation. Higher to go say Shambrash to go say yes 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 Father. Yara to go say she to go say Drash to go say dear. Harambosh to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say. Harambosh to go say she to go say she to go say. Brasaka. Yes, 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 Father. Yara to go seke, Handus to go saka, Yara to go se, Yara to go saka. Amen. Amen. You still on the phone, Lisa? Okay, well, I'm about to pray for you. You ready for your prayer? That's what she said. Yeah, I don't do this stuff very well. All right. Father God, I want to pray for Lisa. Ho Ho Nyara Ho Yes, Father, your Harandaka, thank you, Holy Spirit, Yosirakanda, Ha, strengthen, gird, increase. Mu Sharakasa, strengthen, gird, increase, Sarakasaka, rise up, Shirokosa, flow in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the word of God rise up inside of you so you can go forth to do that which he's called you to do. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Amen.
Mm-hmm. Okay, who's next? You gonna need that before I put it up? Oh. Who else wants prayer? All right, who else wants prayer going once? Mm. Oh, my child wants prayer. Who wants to pray for my child? But she don't like me to pray for. Only out of necessity. <laughs> Pam, why don't you pray for? Okie dokie. Father, we come to you this morning to lift up more to Father. This child of yours who is on her way to start a new leg of her journey of life. Father, we we thank you for her getting this far. And Father, as she moves forward, she's she's going to be starting this leg with, with more than what others her age are going to have, because she has the knowledge of you. So many go off to college, and they may have gone to church, they may have even been raised in the church, but they don't really know you. They don't know your voice, but Morgan does. And that is going to be so important as she goes off to college. I pray that she that she continues to strengthen that bond with you, Father, that she never loses your voice. Because there will be things that are going to come at her at a at a faster pace and at a deeper level, and some of which will be over her head. But if she remembers to turn to you, Father, to ask you for guidance and direction, then her stumbles won't be as tumultuous. She's definitely going to stumble. That's just natural. But if she asks you for help, then she will be so much further ahead of the game. Father, we pray for her obedience. We pray for her clarity and understanding. We pray for her health and wellness. We pray that she enjoys this this time in her life as she is making a transition from childhood to adulthood. There is no looking back. It's only moving forward. She is establishing the woman that she is going to become. 
And because of the, the seeds that her father has planted, that woman will include you, Father. She won't be like some of us who, who didn't ask for you or ask for your help as adults. So she'll be she'll be further ahead. We thank you, Father, for covering her. We thank you, Father, for loving her. For this and so much more, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know if she liked that. I didn't say anything about a car. Car or bouncy house. <laughs> All right, who else? Can somebody give me a bounce house? The way the things are flying away lately, you might not want one. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say, Pam? I said the way they've been flying away lately, she might not want one. Oh. The song comes in my head. Up, up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful balloon. That you know, that's too old for her, but you know. They have been taking off pretty readily lately. Yep. You talking about bounce houses? Yep. Yeah. If they're not they staked, if they're not staked properly, um, and it's a windy day, yeah, they'll go airborne. Oh really? There have been yeah. children hurt. And you know what my child said, Ooh, more fun. <laughs> mhm. Until, until she flying across Morgan Park and then she'll be screaming. I thought someone had asked for prayer. Stop, child. I don't know who wants prayer. 
I know Felicia was talking about praying for me. She needed a minute or two, but other than that, I don't know. All right, anybody else want to pray going once? Anybody else want to pray going twice? Okay, Felicia, on she can pray for me when we get off the phone. All right, well, somebody else will pray for me and get off the phone. Oh, Felicia's not doing it? I don't hear her. I don't know, you know. She ain't here, so. <laughs> we know your op is. <laughs> Let's get off the phone. Um, get up. I'm glad you understood. <laughs> Okay, Father, we come to you this morning lifting up Mr. Sam Farley II, special child of yours. He's just this energizer bunny that's always on the go. <sighs> Father, it seems like things are starting to come into place. He may not think so, but one by one, there, there, there's, a, there's a calm in each of the situations. And that is because of his obedience of seeking you, Father, instead of trying to fix it himself, which is everyone's first inclination. I tried it and it didn't work. <laughs> it's true, which is why as you, you know, are bandaged and walking with the hobble that you... Start talking to God. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh no, she didn't. Ask. You know, Father, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I I I lost it for a moment. Mm. Now, what is it that you want me to do? Who is it you want me to call? Mm-hmm. What is it you want me to say? Oh, say nothing. Do nothing yet. Okay. And because you know his voice, and because you do as you're told, eventually, there is a calm over these situations. Now, they haven't stopped. They haven't come to a standstill. And they haven't been resolved. But you are seeing that they are being handled. I saw this, um, and actually it was Felicia who, who posted it, um, a series of pictures on, on Facebook, and, and this guy, he's standing on a cliff, and, and he has nowhere to go. He's on the edge of the cliff, and he's like, God, help. 
And God says, jump. And the man is like, you know, basically, seriously, God, help. And God says, jump. And the guy is looking around, and behind him, the ground is like crumbling away. And he's like, God, there's no way I'm going to be able to, to jump to the other side. I'll never make it. I know me. And God says, jump. And the guy jumps. And when he jumps, he doesn't make it to the other side, but when when he's falling, he falls on a platform that has stairs that carries him up to the other side. And so that is you. You do not see the way. You do not, you don't see the bridge that's going to get you from point A to point B, but God is telling you to jump. And so you jump. And when you jump, they say, okay, come back in two months. When you jump, they say, okay, come back in three months. When you jump, they say, okay, come back in one month. And that peace is restored for a little while longer. So continue to jump when he tells you to jump. He got you. He's not going to drop you. You land on your feet. Well, maybe on your knees. But you'll land. Heard that. <laughs> but you will land and you will keep moving because he already has this worked out. But if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. There's nothing easy about our walks. And he knows how fickle we can be. So if he gives us everything that we ask for, when we ask for it, the way that we ask for it, of course we start taking him for granted. So how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do to receive it? Will you continue to love and obey me? Will you continue to have faith, to believe, and to trust? And it's not just a matter of answering yes, but living yes. And as we all know, that can be very difficult at times. But when you do it, You are rewarded. So continue to jump. Continue to have faith, to trust, and to believe. As God continues you on this journey. We continue to pray for your health and wellness, for yourself, for your household, and for your family. We continue to pray for your obedience, your patience, 
your understanding, your clarity, your perseverance, for energy. We continue to pray that you continue to be a beacon of light for others who are not as far along their path as you are. Because although they may see you getting beat up, they see that you keep going. They see that God has not dropped you. And he gives them hope. So, Father, again, we thank you for this child of yours. We thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Once again, hook me up. Tell me he just got out the bed. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm in the actually. I'm in the bed. I just got through working out, and I'm kind of like, oh. Oh, those pencils wore you out again. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> you just got too much jokes in you. I promise you, you're not being paid for the company that you have. Not that anybody will come to see you. Mm-hmm. No, I've been on three times. I came on at six thirty. Then I got through exercising around about nine. I came back on and and I listened to the reading. Then I went back out and I came back on during the prayer time. So I just made. I was incognito. I, I got you incognito, Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up. Uh, you want to pray for him, Pam? For Brother Richardson? Yeah, Brother Richardson. Yes, Senorita. You're making me work today. Wow. Well, you need to do something. Oh, I know you're not talking, laying in the bed. Well, I've been out exercising, lifting weights, and walking around, running miles and stuff. So, uh-huh. what was you? Uh huh. And I cooked breakfast and made breakfast and all that. So I've done a oh, lot. Oh, you cook breakfast today? Okay. Oh, I cook. Period. Okay. Baby, I made a chicken salad. They put it all on Facebook, and I promise you, it just make you want to just go there and slap the taste out of Sam's mouth. It's so <laughs> delish. I, you know what? Oh, it almost slipped out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Mm. Mm-mm. If Erica had stopped by, like she, if she had come to town, she would have gotten some. She would have been. It would have been all the raise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Father, we come to you today to lift up Brother Arthur. <sighs> Father, thanking you for this child of yours for his for his contribution to this call. Father, when when Arthur lifts up your name in praise, not only do we get ghost bumps, Arthur gives himself the spirit. He gets so full, you can't help but be touched by his praise of you. 
That is such a gift. A gift that he exercises on a regular basis. A gift that, that, that should be shared and he does so. We thank you, Father, for his obedience in that. We thank you, Father, for how he is able to, to touch others and to instill you in them. Father, we pray for his continued obedience and patience. We pray for the, the health of his father. We pray that you, that you lift him up. His father, who is also a child of yours, Father, who knows you. Pray that he continues to feel your love and to know that you are there, that you are holding him. Father, we pray that that the family rallies around because a lot of times when, when a loved one is sick, sometimes family turns against each other. And, Father, we just pray that they stay strong and do not give the enemy an opening to cause dissension and that they love on one another yes, yes, yes. and help to, to lift Mr. Richardson up. Because his body may be weak, but his will is strong, and his love is strong. And we all stand in the gap for him physically, lifting you up, Father, knowing that you are the ultimate doctor. The final decision is yours. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. We thank you, Father, for holding on to the Richardson. For letting them feel you, Father. For letting them know that you have this. We thank you, Father, for the peace that you give them when things get a little, little crazy. When, when, when the doctors talk and, and they don't particularly like what the doctor is saying and that, that anxiety starts to, to seep in and then they remember whose they are. Yes. And it, and, it, and, and, and it knocks it back down. There's no room for it here because they know whose they are. They remember whose they are. And that will abate all fear. The enemy will have no place to enter, to cling on to. It'll slide right on off, like water on a duck's back. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for covering their household, for protecting them. We thank you, Father, for loving on them. Father, we just pray that you continue to to lift up Arthur, that he is able to to be there for his mom and for the rest of his family and for his father. And we look forward, Father, to the next call when Arthur says that his father is doing so much better.
Father, for this and so much more, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh, girl, you got me to tears. Lord Jesus. Amen. Yes, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Lord, for using her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got me in tears. Jesus. You are welcome, Brother Richardson. He's trying to hold back. He's trying to keep himself together. <laughs> Give him his moment and leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Give him a minute. Next thing you know, he's going to go, he's going to go, ah, yeah, yeah, shit, I got that. <laughs> hey, let him have that, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, God is good. Thank you, God. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, glory to your name. Yes, he is. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, when I listened to Sam do the reading this morning, I got full, and I just had to leave the line. I just had to leave for a minute. And the Lord told me to come back on, and Lord God, I... I guess he just got me a big old water bag. I just I'm a, I'm a bag of water. So I guess that's all that water. The only reason why I'm crying is all that water I drank when I was working out this morning. <laughs> it wasn't ready to come out through, through the other way, the traditional way. So it came out the other way. So I'll take that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for your information, my pencils had those big old erasers on them. On the end of <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. And good morning. Good morning. I said, who's that sneaking on the line saying good morning? Sounds like Miss Burr. Miss mm. Burr. Yep, me. Oh. You want a prayer, Miss Burr? 
I thought she. I thought she said yes. I, 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 yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll pray. God, Father God, I want to pray for Gloria. Hi, Alcosesi de Gomborra. Ha. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Much patience is required. Who was that earlier was talking about sitting still? Much patience is required. Sit and wait upon the Lord. Mm. He has heard your cries, your pains, your travail, your tears. Even your silent prayers, he has heard them. Now he says, be still, oh, shout out God, and see that I am God. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. Ooh, Jesus, Ooh, shout out, of course, said that, be still and wait upon me. Be still, seek me, praise me, thank me, be still. Mm, mm. And let me be God, for I am moving on your behalf. Grace, mercy, favor. But you must trust. Let me be God as I'm working in all your situations and circumstances. Let me finish what I have started so you can see the fullness. Of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Wow. When you you praying for glory, you were praying for us all or what? You know what? It started out for her, but I think it ended up for all of us. (laughs) Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. There that goes. Stand still to his will. It's clear to be feeling the broken pieces. <laughs> yes, <laughs> My gosh. All righty. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Lord. Anybody else want prayer? This might benefit somebody, so I'm going to read it to you. Um, just the other day, I, I started making up this mixture for my dad. You all hear him sometimes in the background. <clears throat> and so um, he's always talking about how red onions cut that flame. So I, I may start making them up uh, a mixture of uh, red onions, ginger, and then basically just to sweeten it up, um, Pear and apple, and I all know also that'll you know help help with his bowels and stuff. So then he said he told me the other day he was getting ready to do something, but he was sleepy, so he was sleeping more. He said he went to go to sleep, and he didn't wake up to two o'clock. And so I just looked that he's in the bed again. I said, okay, I got a feeling what's going on, so I just texted my uh, karate instructor and I asked, told him what I was doing, cause I and, and what I kind of thought is correct. And this is his reply. He said, uh, hold up. He said, detoxing has a tranquilizing effect with those onions. Normal onions, normal organs need rest beyond normal sleep cycle to heal. And then so he said, except for you, your condition is more cooking sherry than onions. <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, so, and I kind of thought, you know, what I saw, so it's healed, you know, when you're detoxifying, it's getting rid of, rid of that stuff. And he's sleeping more, but then actually he'll come out. He'll be even more restful and energetic after he gets that stuff out of him. So that that formula there is the red onions, the ginger, because I know those are antibiotics and healing and stuff. And then, like I said, I did the pear apple for a sweetener. So just anybody want more, want, might want that formula, I just gave it to you. And that pear apple is also for fiber and some of your B vitamins, too. Okay, because I, I know it's good for bowels. I didn't think about the fiber stuff. So, And red mm-hmm. onions is good for females' reproductive health. Lord, let me leave that alone. Shut oh. up. What else? Onions have many functions. <laughs> oh, Lord. She, 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 she went on mute real quick because it's shot. <laughs> I'm not on mute. <laughs> well, yo, I'm going to go on mute. I'm going to be quiet. You mean me? Mm-hmm. Okay, anybody else? Anybody else going once? Anybody else going twice? Okie dokie, Smokey. Well, I will holler at y'all tomorrow. It's Friday, right? Yeah. Anyway. Hmm? That's it. The week went by fast, didn't it? They all go by fast. But I ain't gonna comment. I'm gonna just leave it on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Alright, people. I'll holler at y'all later. Everybody all right. have a good day. Alright. Bye. Bye.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.